Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hello. I'm Jake. I'm Michael. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and this is the Impossible Syndrome Podcast. Episode 3. Our season 1 finale. Wait, man, what the fuck? <laughs> There's another voice here. A wild opponent appears. He's come for revenge. No. no. <laughs> All right. So we have a special guest here today for our season one finale. Our very lovely friend Eric. Hello. Say hey. hello. How's it Say going, hello. guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome to our podcast, mm. our shitstorm of craziness. Well, I'm happy to be here. I'm going to add to the storm. Yeah, Eric. <laughs> yeah, man, we appreciate you coming on. Oh, I'm always happy to be here. I thought it was <laughs> fitting to have our intro being our how we started this podcast. Our intro was the Attack on Titans season. Oh, four. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for strong. your reaction, just be like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> no, it's okay. I've made my peace with the fact that the ending is trash. Mm. No, I haven't. I was complaining about it just yesterday. <laughs> I think I'm gonna love this ending. I don't know from what I from what I know of it. I know little bits and pieces, but I don't know. I kind of like it. I, I don't know. I, I feel like you are gonna like it, and it's gonna make me mad. <laughs> oh, I hope I do even more for that reason. <laughs> just to make me mad. Just it depends to make, just to on <laughs> it depends on which one they adapt. They're gonna do both of them. Because one is, is one is not different from the other. It's just an extension. I know. Like, are they going to add the extension? I'm sure they will. So what happened exactly? The The show came out, the ending happened, and then they, like, just made another extended ending yeah, after it? Yeah. Or the, the manga, sorry. Not the so show. what happens is, is that a lot of times they have to either A, meet a page uh, cap, or they just don't have enough time because these manga chapters don't come out with the volume. They come out with the magazine Shonen Jump. Yeah. Or wherever Attack... I forget where Attack on Titan is, but wherever it is. And um, they have to meet a certain deadline. So the creator probably wanted to do more, but couldn't at the time, you know? And uh, yeah, we ended up getting what we got. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spoil it for you. You can go yeah. back to episode one and listen to yeah. our discussion about why Demon Slayer ending is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did a whole comparison, so check that out. I didn't even know Demon Slayer was over. Oh, yeah, it ended like a year ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also got an extended ending, too. But, but it was actually better. It was actually good. better. 
Yeah, it was better than the first one, 100%. That's another show I actually I watched the first episode of, and I just couldn't really... I don't know. I didn't get into it the first episode. Really? No, I, I just wasn't feeling it. I don't know. I might not... Again, just like Jujutsu Kaisen, I might have to watch it. You can't judge a show bit. off of one episode. I know, but the first episode should, in a way, draw you in and make you watch I'm just curious. Now, what shows do you like watch? Neon Genesis Evangelion is probably my number one anime of all time. Well, why don't we? Why don't you talk about it real quick? Yeah. Why? Why do you like it? <clears throat> I don't know. It doesn't feel like other anime in that regard. Um, first off, like the the uh, directing of the show feels like live action in a way. the The creator Ano, um, really is just the way he does cinematography within animation just looks so good, and it's a lot different than it's a lot slower paced, but very like realistic in that way versus like other animes more fantasy based obviously and there's nothing wrong with that but i don't know with that and then the whole show itself is basically a character study like on these characters in these robots fighting um the angels and what that would actually do <clears throat> to a 14 year old uh child because they're all 14 the pilots are all 14 so like them dealing with that like the actual repercussions of like seeing monsters and fighting them, killing them and having all these like near death experiences. And then the relationships between each other, it makes for a really good story. It's not just like a mech show. It's a lot more. Is it political too? No. So it's not really about that. It's just they're at war with these angels. So you called them. They're at war. It deals a lot more like religious um, imagery. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Religious imagery, like um, philosophical ideas and things like that. Interpersonal and, relationships. Thing. Yes. Okay. That's why I love it. It's not just like a bare bones story there. Every scene in that show you could take and people still talk about each like scene today. There'll be like 20 different meanings. Is it wrong to masturbate on your unconscious fan? (laughs) Wait, what'd you say? What? Is it it wrong to masturbate on your unconscious friend? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen it? I know parts of it. Okay. I I actually watched all of it, but I know. That's in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right, well, now, now you got me hooked. <laughs> <laughs> it does some weird... It's really weird going in. Like, you, it takes a bit of getting used to, like, how it actually is, but I think it's absolutely worth the watch. It is incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have our pact. Oh, yeah, I got to watch um, Iron-Blooded Warriors, right? Our Iron-Blooded Orphans. There it is, yeah. And hey, you got to watch Full Metal. <laughs> yeah, um. I... I've heard it's good. Listen, I can make a different pack with you, okay? But, <laughs> but I'm booked for a little while. <laughs> I, got, I got Evangelion to watch. Yeah, you do. Um, but we, we really do appreciate you coming on. Uh, today is the season finale. <clears throat> of the podcast, yes. Of, of the of the podcast, season one. And yeah, and that means we're done. That's it. Goodbye, guys. I know it's been a good run, but it's over now. And uh, it's been a ride having sub twenty counts each episode. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. It's been a it's been a pleasure. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> we're ending out with a fizzle. <laughs> we thought, what better episode to bring Eric on? <laughs> the last but the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's end of season one. Like <laughs> no, Joe, 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 Joe. You can you can't get rid of us. Not that easy. Um, but we expect to. Uh, to have big things coming soon. Yes. Try, you know, with the H season, we're going to level up and try to uh, bring you some new content. But before we talk about the new content, um, why don't we reminisce a little bit about this season? Um, I, I know one of my favorite episodes that we've done 
was definitely the horror movies episode. Oh yeah, with Nick. With Nick, yeah. Yeah, another guest that came on the show. Yeah, there's <laughs> uh, there's others. Oh really? No, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, we have this we have this beef with me and Eric, but it's all love. I've been on a lot day. of podcasts before, so this is <laughs> nothing new to me at all. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not this podcast. It's not this one, but I am a seasoned veteran. So. All right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I will agree with you, though. Um, the horror movies, I think just in general, the Halloween Spooktacular was probably my favorite little uh, event of this podcast. Oh, yeah, it was so much fun, man. Just have, planning it all and having like the new custom art and having yeah. a guest on for the first time. It was definitely one of my favorite episodes. How about you? Um, yeah, definitely those are really good. I like the zombie one. Oh, the zombie one literally was fun, just dude. because of that one bit because <laughs> it's just so funny <laughs> your little like D mini campaign yeah. of like no but i have a thing <laughs> so like yeah so just to give you some context um what happened was is that we had we posed a question because we had a whole episode about zombies and stuff and like the the premise of them and etc so one of the uh questions that we asked each other was like what would we do if we were in a zombie apocalypse, right? Classic question. Yeah, and Michael just said he would kill himself, and I said that's great. Oh, <laughs> I'm just like you know, like I don't really care. Like I'll, if it's hopeless, I was hopeless. I'm not gonna stick around. But then I said, but dude, life's giving you the opportunity to be a shonen protagonist, and I said you got to take that shit. And he went. <laughs> he got this whole thing. He's like, we're going up to Maine and I started presenting problems and he would just keep on like solutions solutions are the big term <laughs> I mean, you're abusing my ability as a Grim Reaper that's what happened yeah, he said he was a, he, after he died he became a Grim Reaper and he gave me a plus one like life oh. <laughs> with invisibility frames so it's yeah, him timing so. out getting out of a zombie situation with the invisibility frames. <laughs> it was like a huge tangent, pretty much. It was yeah. so funny, though. Dude, oh <laughs> it's like pretty much any God. anything that he would ask me, I would just come up with something to, like, negate his, pro- like, you yeah. know, his, his counter-argument, essentially. And it, it was just getting going nowhere, but going everywhere at the same time, and it was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really liked having the ghost on the first time. Yeah. Because we, we went on a 45-minute Sonic rant, and I couldn't have been happier. Oh, boy. <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> and then we saw, you know how, um, have you seen Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, yeah. Have you seen Baby Sonic? No. No, like in the movie. like. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The you, like the little baby one with the daisy and shit? Yeah. You know, this, this, he's all cute and stuff, right? You remember that old game Shadow the Hedgehog? Yeah. Well, I, we were scrolling through and talking about all the games, right? And we see a picture of someone drew Shadow in that baby form, but instead of a daisy, it's a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And it just, it just cracked it. Oh, my God. That cracked me up, dude. That was wild. That was man. the funniest thing ever. That's funny. Yeah, that was funny times, man. I, I enjoyed our first episode, too. Yeah, I was going to say... I. <laughs> The classics of where we did know how to probably mix audio for the podcast. So yeah. it's you steadily getting louder over time. Yes, yes, But I remember doing it and we were like, yo, I want to do a podcast. And you were like, yo, I want to do a podcast, right? And we were like, well, let's fuck it. Let's do a podcast. So I got I got a dynamic microphone and he was like, oh, we're doing this? And I was like, bro, we're doing this. <laughs> like, we literally had a thing because we recorded. We were just... We had a kind of a docket, what we're going to talk about, and we went and we finished, and it's like, okay, we're going to listen to this, 
if it's cringe and horrible, we'll just write it off as like, oh, we tried, you know. And we sat <clears> through and we listened to the whole thing because we we're like, it's working. <laughs> like, why is this working? Sort of thing. It's a those are some of the best podcasts, honestly. Just like not having a central theme, but just bringing things to the plate and just talking for like an yeah that's what happened to this podcast we, we those used to have so, plans those are my favorites <laughs> we used to best, have honestly. plans um i mean we have we have we have ideas for the majority of the podcast but sometimes we're just like yo what do you want to do this week and we're like i don't know i'm not nothing's really going on do you want us to just like you know just want to talk and see what happens and we do those and i think one of our last episodes we didn't was like that and it was cursed as fuck oh yeah we because we <laughs> didn't have any, like there was nothing going on and we hadn't have any plans and there was only like two or three docket points to talk about yes so we just did fucking quizzes online like what would your superpower be oh my god what would your stand be we did that yeah like for jojo oh and yeah and like yeah like what dc hero are you what marvel character because we were just like what like you know we, there wasn't much going on at the time unfortunately it was also a stock episode um like this one kind of a, <laughs> in that regard because we're taking a break in january yeah to bring you new content for season two, yeah, baby. baby. Um, so I think one of the first things is that that we can talk about is that we're going to bring a video format to the podcast. Yes. Um, so, you know, we're we're pri- like we're private individuals for the most part, right? You know, you would say yeah. so. Yeah. 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 I can. So. yeah I yeah. So. Yeah. Right. So we want to, you know, we thought, how do we bring a video? like portion to the podcast um, with, with, and still remain like kind of anonymous, you know, or something like that. Um, so we're going to be a debut first ever VTuber podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So we're making our models as we speak. So we, we did stock episodes in January because we were mentioning how we wanted to do new things and like work on stuff and fill, uh, recording the podcast, mixing the podcast, making sure everything's all up and tight and then doing that at the same time was kind of was sounded like too much you know in general yeah. to get the work done that we wanted to get done and like the planning that we want to do and um so we, we stocked up episodes so that we can take that break so hopefully coming in like february march you know yeah i mean it's this thing a little bit longer than i expected <laughs> yeah i mean it's a process and we're learning as we go but hopefully by late february march um that's the goal i want to set at least we can try to figure out and get that going yeah um we're also going to do a D and D podcast. If you don't know what D and D means, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought it'd be cool to do some quest lines. So we're gonna definitely take a look at. De- we're gonna have some guests on, some peoples. Yeah. And like once a month, we're gonna have like an episode for D and D and complete our quest and see how long we can go. Let's see what happens, right? In that regard, um, our friend oh. Eric is also gonna be a you part might get of some that. Cameos from me. Are yeah. you guys writing your own um, campaign, or are you gonna pick something? Um, maybe this first one, I think have it well planned. Cause I, I don't think, know. <laughs> well, I think, I think test the waters. Sh- yeah. Test the waters. I guess we can see. I mean, I would like to do, we're still working it out. Kind of nice. <laughs> I was trying to be so quiet. Dude, so it's quiet. okay. It, they all know we're alcoholics on this podcast. Right. It's okay. I, I don't want to mess with the audio. It's okay. <laughs> <It's> like <that. laughs> um, I would like to do our own if we can come up because like, like a Kira Toriyama for Dragon Ball would just make every arc on the fly, right? So like maybe like in my mind we had like a basis for like what it was. I mean I had some ideas. Yeah, right. To do I just like does it work for a D and D campaign? I think so because you just need a game master 
who who dictates that what's not allowed and what is allowed. Yeah. And even they can play too still, even be a game master, but they just have to be a little more neutral in terms of how they play. Yeah. And um, I think like it's just on the fly, like well, you know, it's it's uh, that sounds more interesting because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds really fun. <clears throat> I think you know in general. I just think like maybe the first one because majority of us are like very new to D and D or like not as seasoned well yeah we're not yeah. like we don't play all the time like, yeah this is so the first, it'd be a nice tr- first to test try. the water and be like how does so, this game work so you want to do <laughs> yeah. like a pre a pre-game like, yeah all right well you good either way we'll figure it out yeah. but we're doing a D podcast um we're getting the people going it's coming along um i think it's going to be a lot of fun yeah you know in that regard so coming soon <laughs> yeah coming soon very very soon yeah um do you have anything more to say that you want to talk about on that uh, on a D&D part? Just in general, just about what we're bringing to the table? Uh, I just want to say, um, you know, we've reached now, what, almost 500? Nah, that's what downloads you're talking yeah. about? 525, I checked today. Damn! Damn! Yeah, baby. And Mother Russia has joined us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, I'm not no. Do <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, it's, it's definitely great that we're having... Uh, kind of a steady stream of listeners coming in now. Honestly, it's pretty lit. I mean, it's it's. Thank you guys for listening to us for this like you know what six seven month journey. Yeah. Um, it's been amazing. It's been so much fun. It's honestly kind of rewarding, no matter how small or how large, to see that there's a community, um, that listens and like likes to listen and enjoys it, and that different countries have been coming in. And even if you listen to one episode or multiple, and like you, you know, you gave us a shot, we we always appreciate. You know, all the support that we can ever get. And like, we don't really promote very well. Um, just to be just to be transparent. <laughs> yeah, I know. So hopefully like we try, you know, we're going to try to fix that and like do better with that. But just to have that many in a short amount of time organically yeah. is really freaking awesome, That's you know. Really cool. And it, it just means the sky's the limit. So we, we do, uh, you know, appreciate you guys coming in and, and listening. And we hope we continue to please and, and gain more and tell your friends if you enjoy it, you know. We talk about a bunch of different shit. Yeah, that's yeah. right, Eric. Promote it. <laughs> I will share it, like it, and subscribe. I will pound that subscribe button. <laughs> pound it hard, bro. Pound it hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I really want to go home. <laughs> nah, you're stuck here now. There's no escaping. Um, so enough, like, you know... Um, that's the word I'm looking for. Heartfelt shit. Heartfelt shit. En- en- enough press. Enough. Uh, enough promoting. Uh, we have some topics here that we want to talk with our friend Eric about. Yeah. Um, first thing we have here is the book of Boba Fett. Now, neither me or Eric have seen it, but you have seen three episodes, Michael. Yes, I have. So I am caught up. So another topic that we have right below it is Star Wars fatigue that both me and Eric are feeling. Oh, okay. Um, so why don't you talk about Boba Fett a little bit and try to see like how, you know, maybe we'll feel differently and then we could talk about fatigue as well. Cause it's all kind of congruent okay. together. So I'm assuming both of you have at least watched Mandalorian. Oh yeah. We've yeah. both seen. Okay. You saw season two as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm all all right. cool, cool, so cool. basically Boba Fett is more Mandalorian essentially, except since you have a character like Boba, He's like pre-established already. He's pre-established and like he has a different goal rather than like this sort of like father son relation that Grogu and Jin had. Um, 
now it's like I'm establishing myself as like the ruler of tattooing, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And it's kind of like him journeys with all their like rival gangs and huts. And like you're also seeing like kind of the his backstory of like how the hell did he get out of that sock pit? pit and like what was he doing this whole time? It's I mean, the new theme is really good. It's because it's kind of like the Mandalorian like Western theme, but it's like chanting instead. It's like <gasps> it's like ooh, ooh yeah. yeah, that's cool. Okay, that's cool. Um, that fits well with that definitely. Yeah, um, and you know, like all the actors in it so far are doing a great job with it, and you believe everything. There's no stupid shit in there. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just more Mandalorian. <laughs> that's as best I can describe it. It's like. <laughs> It's kind of this Western sort of thing, except now it's kind of more of like the gang warfare rather than like bounty hunter on the loan. I guess for me, the fact that it's more Mandalorian is like not what I want, I guess. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, um, I don't know. I guess like I'm kind of just tired of the content that they're making. Um, it's not so much that like I don't I loved Mandalorian like so much you know what I mean but I'm kind of like Boba Fett to me just like you said feels more like like more like that and I'm just like they can't they do anything else I you know what I can agree with that because I was having that kind of moment you know what I mean it's just like Kenobi's on his way which I know you know and that's great and I'm excited for that and I was talking to him like yesterday about that like when Mm -hmm. Kenobi comes back then I'll be on the grind again you know what I mean but it's just like I don't know, like, the, the sequels left such a sour taste in my mouth. Um, like, Mandalorian gave me a little a glimmer of hope again, you know? But, like, until, I mean, I was okay with, like, I don't know. I felt like season two of The Mandalorian was, like, enough for me. Like, I didn't, I don't need to see more of that story. I'm down, I guess, but mm-hmm. I don't really need to see that. Like, the Ahsoka stuff interests me, you know? Where's that show? No announcements. You know, like... Like, there's a bunch of different things that they had on deck. Like, I want to explore more of the worlds. Um, let's get a Sith Lord show of, like, in the past or something, you know? like I mean, you had that. It was <clears> in <throat> Visions. Yeah, but... <laughs> uh, you don't like Visions? <gasps> oh, we could talk about that, too. I don't remember all of them too well. I I did finish it. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was cool. Um, I don't know. I really have... Like, I... That that's kind of part of it. I don't really have much else to say, and for that, it kind of like, bruh, sure, <laughs> sure, <laughs> why not? No, I I liked it. It was cool. Just that that's really it. Like it didn't like leave a lasting impression on me. It was just kind of I watched it, and then that was well. I get what you're saying though, it. because like there's no continuity to the actual story. It's one so off. Yeah. I mean, it's not really even that. Like I don't. It doesn't mind really feel off. like Star Wars though. It, it doesn't, but. I, don't, it does, I feel I that. Don't know. I feel that though. There's there's some episodes that make no fucking sense, like whatsoever. Like Tatooine Raspidy. Yeah, also <laughs> that the one was too. It make hard no to get through. Sense. It's just like, um, I, I mean, I think the animation was cool. It was cool to see anime Star Wars because like we haven't seen that before. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. And I, I'm when I say Sith Lord show, I mean like an actual like you know, we don't get a lot on them at least in live action about the Sith, like, you know, or like just the dark side in general. Well, because it's all Palpatine. Yeah, but that's the problem. <laughs> all, he's coming back a third time, I swear. Oh <laughs> but that's the problem. Like, it's just like, we, we're not getting enough. Con- and even with Mandalorian and Boba Fett, like it all has little small ties to the Empire. 
you know, like in, in Palpatine's First Order plans, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of just like, I want to get out of there. Like, I just want to have more of the universe and like so have something So what you're saying is you want to stick in Clone Wars. <laughs> I want to what? You want to stick in the Clone Wars era. I will, I will, I will stick with the Clone Wars era until I die. That Facts. era is so much better than the Empire era. It really is. It At really least, is. in my opinion, it's no. I so agree. Much I mean, personally, I agree. I agree with you as well. I concur. Yeah, the the Clone Wars is the best thing that happened to Star Wars in a long, long time. Mm. Even more than Mandalorian, Clone Wars saved the prequels. Like yeah. that was the last thing I genuinely liked that Disney came out for Star Wars was season seven. Did you watch seven Bad Batch? Yeah, Bad Batch was good. It, it was I, right. I did like it. It just wasn't what I was what I really wanted out of it. Okay. I, I wanted more lore as to what's. I mean, like I guess they gave you some stuff. Like the very first episode of Bad Batch, I was all in because they were showing Order sixty six. You know, in, a, in a different in a different <laughs> side. Yeah, I love Order sixty six. Oh, it's so good. Um, and a different side of it though. You see different perspectives. Like it'd be nice to see that. Like more of that. Like even dedicate a show to that. Like a Jedi trying to survive Order sixty six, that would be fucking awesome. Well, they made a game, and that was well. What what, what what game? Fallen Order. Fallen Order is not survive well, Order sixty no, six. No, no, uh, no, it is no, not. Actually, no, you're right. You just have one sequence. Yeah, though. you have one <laughs> sequence. Yeah, <laughs> that you don't even play through. I don't think. Do you? Yes, you do. You do. I yeah, you're just like a boy. So it's yeah. kind of like. All you do oh is my just god. Move. I lost my save file for that game oh, too. Yeah. I forgot about that. I'm so <laughs> upset, dude. Uh, I had got all, all, all the exploration that I had done. <laughs> I tried so hard, <laughs> but I lost it anyway. I'm sorry. And that's why I'm stars fatigued. No. Yeah, I, I willingly deleted that game off my Xbox. Yeah, yeah? actually, last week. How come? I just didn't play it for so long, and I needed more room for. Fallout 4. Did you beat it? <laughs> yeah, oh. I beat it. I beat it a while ago. Oh, we're going into Fallout? Do you want to go into Fallout? We don't have to do that right now if you guys don't want to, but I will if you want to. I think I think, I think Michael I'm, wants I'm, to. I'm, you, we, we, this is a segue, I guess. <laughs> right. It's a segue into You know what? It. You, you, you seem like you got a few things to say about Fallout. I would love to hear. What's your opinion on 76? I never played it and I never will. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I was noticing, I was looking at the list, I was like, Fallout 4 and Skyrim, and I was like, oh, do we have a Bethesda fanboy over here? Like, I We do. Well, so I am, I am a fanboy, but um, also, sorry if this gets wonky. I'm not used to keeping a no, certain distance yeah, from the okay. mic. I thought you were a veteran. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm caught. <laughs> the story unravels. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a Bethesda fanboy. I think their games are incredibly fun. I think their worlds are beautifully made. But I've been having this bug with Fallout 4 oh. ever since I put like a single mod. I don't know if it's from the mods or just the game itself or the disc, uh, as Jake had said when we were on the way over here. But on the outskirts of Boston, game runs fine. As soon as I hit the city give it like maybe 30 seconds and the game freezes. Oh, and I, I just, I can't do it. Like any mission I have inside of Boston, I have to like walk 20 feet, save, and then keep going. Cause if I don't, then I'll just have to start and it'll keep freezing. Hmm. What are the things that you like about fallout so much? <clears throat> Cause you, me and you argue all the time about like for literally years, it's been the same debacle. This has been a generation long debate. <laughs> it's seriously though. And it's like where, I have a problem with them having terrible graphics in their games. 
and then the the common old excuse <clears throat> that their games are so big and vast and story filled that it doesn't matter. But and, that all. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm almost done. But like, it's more of like, and I'm like, I don't see how that is congruent because there's other games that are just as large and just as vast and have amazing graphics. So I'm always just kind of like annoyed that they do that. Well, I mean, I think that excuse ran its course when 76 came out because it was like, oh yeah, dude. Because <laughs> it was like 16 times the detail. Four times the size of Fallout 4. And then, like, it came out and it was like, oh, and then you're like, oh. So I don't know a lot about Fallout because I don't play it myself. I've only seen it. Um, so you know what it's about, right? I mean, it, kind Nukes of. Nukes drop, people were in vaults, and then they that's, come out. That's what I, that's what <laughs> that's I figured. That's the basic That's gist. what I figured. The, the, the Cold War kept running through the 50s until, like, twenty, the year 2077. Just the Cold War never ended. It kept going, kept going. Yeah, and yeah then, that's like the forever war. And then the nukes dropped in like the year 2077. And oh, shit, I have my article in my thing. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. I don't no, mean to do good. that to you. <laughs> so yeah, the, the games take place like in the wasteland after that. Like usually at least like 50 to 70 years after. Give, thing, give a new world time to grow. So it takes place in 2077. No, the um, Fallout 4 takes place 200 years or... 2277 because oh. it take the the bombs fall in the year 2077. I was gonna say it's Keanu Reeves there might be <laughs> <laughs> wake the fuck up samurai Keanu was was the end of it that's what ended the war it was Keanu Reeves yeah Keanu Reeves dropped the first nuke and then like he doesn't no one's ever like sur- like survived a nuke blast right so like it, that's like wait wait <laughs> hear me say. out hear me out hear me out because obviously people who like are not in the radius but you know what I mean and, well, um, if you're like Indiana Jones, you find a fridge, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, that actually is an Easter egg in Fallout 4. Are you serious? Yeah, that's an Easter egg in 4. You can find a skeleton in a fridge with uh, like a cowboy hat on. But it, it really turns out that Keanu was like at ground zero. And what happened was that it transferred him to cyberpunk. And that's why he's in that game. But like, all right. So like, what is it about Fallout? that is like so impactful to you because i don't like i said i don't play the game so I, I don't really know much about it besides the fact so to me first off the interesting thing about graphics graphics just to me don't really matter and uh someone did a video on this i don't know if it was like donkey or somebody but um they did a video and they're talking about art style versus graphics and like your graphics don't have to be the best but your art style has to have like an identity and when your art style has that identity yeah, your graphics could be a little not on the good side, but um, once you have that style, it really can shine through if you use that to your advantage. Um, though, if you go to Fallout 3, that I will admit that game does look kind of, I, I like the way it looks, but it does look horrible. But do you think really Skyrim or like Fallout and like all those games have a style to them? Because it just seems, but it seems like they're just designed to look like normal people. Well, yeah, it's supposed to look realistic, but there's also, like, when you go into Fallout, so, like, how I had said, in the lore of Fallout, the the Cold War never ended, so the kind of 50s era, that, like, retro style. So you mean, like, the, the environment? <clears throat> yeah, the art style, the, uh, the environment and art style of everything, like, the way they do things, like, what is, like, the foundation of their look. Yeah, it's supposed to look realistic, but mm. I think when you have that kind of identity, the graphics don't really matter as much. Michael? I mean, I do agree. Like, Bethesda's models from both Skyrim and Fall, they have that look where it's like, you can tell. 
it's in like the Bethesda engine yeah. sort of thing. Um, and I, I can't say like all graphics are important. One of my favorite games is Undertale, which is like <laughs> pixels, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but I think my biggest gripe with <clears throat> Bethesda's games, other than Doom, is that <laughs> is that it's so buggy, and there's like like in Skyrim, it was like more tolerable because it was like the bugs weren't too bad and like when they did have it it was kind of more like haha oh that was weird sort of thing but like it just became the point where bethesda kept on like just allowing that like oh we got a little bug wink (laughs) yeah and then that became the excuse of just like you have now like 76 was the worst case of like you have bugs that will brick your pc that's crazy. And dude. it was like, oh, oopsie daisy. And then it's like, no, no, my, my PC's destroyed, dude. Like, <laughs> Todd, what are you doing? <laughs> and by the way, no refunds. Oh, yeah. yeah fuck you and your refunds. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, they, crazy. that was that whole launch of 76 was a travesty. It was so. It was, I was, um, I followed the uh, Super Best Friends play subreddit where they just talk about gaming and movies and stuff in general. And it was like every other day or a week is like reset the clock but that's a fucked up again yeah. <laughs> they didn't they didn't sell the canvas bag oh, oh, oh someone got into the dev room bottle. it's sad because bethesda's always usually been known as like the good boys of like gaming like, i've ever, never seen a reputation get dropped so hard exactly because like they depending on like regardless of your opinion like they dropped bangers like Morrowind, Oblivion, Fallout Three. Fallout- I mean, I like Skyrim. I really like Skyrim, but this was just yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they they are like they tripped over themselves and then like kept going. It yeah. felt like it came out really fast after Fallout Four. It, it wasn't that long yeah, afterwards. I think it was right? like two years, three years maybe after at most. Kind of yeah, because I think but Fallout Four was twenty fifteen. That's soon for them though, because they take a long well, time. Uh, back when Fallout 3 came out, uh, it was a different studio, but Obsidian, the original owners of Fallout before they sold it to Bethesda, made Fallout New Vegas, and that game came out in 2010, two years after Fallout 3. So with that track, it was kind of like that, like a Fallout game would come out, and then a spinoff game would come out mm, by a different developer. two years after. <clears throat> okay. But once they started realizing they're making a lot more money, their games are getting more popular... They did 76 instead of giving Obsidian or a different company another option to make a different game, which would have been yeah. a lot better. <laughs> and it was like it was done by the Bethesda B team, first off. And then they try to force f- like a Fallout 4 except online multiplayer. Which like in theory it sounds cool. It sounds really good, but yeah. they just did nothing that made it like they just did everything so to make it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped the ball. Everything wrong that you think it can go with it happened. Yeah. Like, okay. everything went wrong with that. I've heard now it's, like, fairly okay, I think. I could be wrong on that. I think it's okay now, but... Um, it's just lost its value at this point, though. Yeah. Like, it can... I mean, I think people were saying, like, it can pull, like, a No Man's Sky, where, like, No Man's Sky had a shitty-ass launch. Oh, yeah, I but, remember. Like, now it's, like, No Man's Sky is actually pretty good. That has been fixed, but, like... I've heard Bethesda it's... Can Bethesda reach that? I don't know. Like, because now I, they had the whole, like subscription based system going on and I'm like Yeah. Also they didn't they sign a deal with um Microsoft as well? 
a $7.5 billion deal through ZeniMax. Yep. To fucking a, insane. The bi- I think that was the biggest entertainment uh, merger mo- money-wise, or at least for gaming. Hmm. I forgot, but $7.5 billion, that's crazy money. Yeah. Do you think their games are just solely going to be um, on Xbox now? Uh, they have s- their newest one, Starfield. They have said that that is definitely going to be releasing on Xbox and PC first. I don't know if it'll ever be coming out for the PlayStation, but it will at least be coming out as an Xbox exclusive. Which is kind of fucked, honestly. It is. I, I They should sell. Their games are so popular that I don't know why they wouldn't. But I, at the I same mean, like time, it, it's like I get it because they want to compete, you know, with exclusives, which is fair. But the fact but the difference is like PlayStation makes their own. Yeah. They don't. They don't steal another company. <laughs> you well, yeah, they they partner with them. They yeah, don't, like, they don't absorb. Like, they don't absorb them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a company that's already pre-established to be like on everything and just say fuck you, you know. Well, I think Bethesda is like still its own thing, like in a way. Like Zenimax was its parent company, and now Microsoft is the parent company. So it's, they are still like their own thing, but they like but they're, un- they, they're they under they are Microsoft. under Microsoft yeah. instead of Zenimax now. Yeah, which might be a little bit better. Honestly, I mean, I, perhaps it's a lot I more mean, money. I, th- I think well, yeah. a lot more money and a lot more people like that looks like trash. And be like, but he's <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, Microsoft would be like, just Phil Spencer would be like, Todd, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. but the one thing, well, the one thing I like about them is that their studio is small. I think Skyrim was only a hundred people. A hundred people worked on Skyrim. That explains some things, doesn't which, it? <laughs> which, which is why I give them more credit because they're such a smaller studio. Like I think, like, but admittingly, Skyrim was also back in 2011. Yeah. And also, the, yeah. The gaming industry was not as robust as it is now. <laughs> so, eh. eh. I mean, you love Skyrim, don't you? Mm. I think I like Oblivion a little bit more, but uh, Skyrim will always hold a dear place in my heart. Yeah, you were playing Skyrim like all the time when you were in college. That in college, mm-hmm. still. <laughs> no, Skyrim is good. I will, I will agree with that. I never beat it to its entirety. I never did either. Not the greatest game ever. I won't. I won't fight that. But it's 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 a good one. Now we were talking about Microsoft just for a second. Um, I want to hear your thoughts now because, like, for the longest time. And, um, you know, for, for years, pretty much, you were an Xbox, Microsoft, ride or die, you know? And I, when we first met, like, I, w- I had a 360, but then I migrated to the PlayStation 4, and I've been a PS4 guy or PlayStation guy since. And um, recently, I had a fight, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but you mentioned that you were debating. I am debating. Whether or not to get a PlayStation um, versus an Xbox. What are your thoughts on the differences between the two? Why do you... Why do you have conflict with getting rid of Xbox? Because I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Because Bethesda is Xbox exclusive. Now. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, just get Steam or like a Windows computer. Yeah, they gotta get a computer, and I don't. That's at but least you can, you can do more things. But you can easily get like a four hundred dollar computer or something, and just download Steam and only do game stuff. I could. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, know. I you don't got. You don't want to go hard in the paint and get like just like you know. Beastie gaming computer. I mean, mine computer is not is like pretty good, but it's not like crazy. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, expensive wise. 
Uh, there's not a 390 in there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like the console because it, it. Then I get the like Netflix. I have Netflix and everything just right there within menu. I know the computer. I know. I know the computer. You have Typing in websites. I you can actually download the app on Windows too. So no, I, yeah, I, I know. Just, I don't know. I like. I like the Ganging console. I like the console. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I, I'm not saying so much about the count. I mean, yeah, you were mentioning PC, but I'm just so it's literally just because of, of uh, that of, is of a Beth. that is a big factor, big influence. That is like one of the only ones personally. So, just, I love those games so much. Like I don't play a whole lot anymore, so if yeah. I'm gonna get anything to play, I, I want to play those. So, what what makes you like hesitant or like or contemplating getting a PlayStation? <clears throat> The games look good on there, but honestly, like, I, I always said that I wanted a PlayStation because they always obviously have the exclusives, but looking at them now, like, excuse me, as I'm getting older, um, they, I don't know, they look good, but they don't, like, appeal to me as much as I thought they did. Like, the only one that I think I'd really want to play is Spider-Man. Other than that, I really don't... No God of War? No. I, I would play it, it's just not, like, I don't have this urge to play it. Really, sorry. No, me. no. Ghost of Tsushima. I again, like I would play it, but it's just not like a, a burning urge in me to to play those games. Bloodborne. No. <laughs> I would try Bloodborne, but again, same thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Spider Man games are good though. They are good. I do want to. I do want to play. After we were watching uh, Robert and Preston play last night, yeah, I would love to, love to play those. Now I think PlayStation is. Better and I mean I understand that like you don't care about the exclusives or whatever mainly speaking because they don't really appeal to you, but the difference is is that you at least have options, like with PlayStation, like you know what I mean. You don't like yeah you may not like the exclusives like that are out like currently or the most secular ones, but there are other ones that are more off brand, and then also they always come out with new ones. You know they have slight like I think they're making a new Sly Cooper if I'm not mistaken. I've heard rumors that I heard rumors about that too, and it's just like you know they have uh, what's the other one that came out recently? Uh, well Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, so they have like different things that are different options to appeal to, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just think they have. I think they. I don't know. It's just Xbox. What is they? Is what do they have to offer? Because like any game you can get on Xbox <clears throat> besides like Halo and like Gears, which I don't even know if they make Gears anymore. Um, Not good th- ones. You yeah, can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like you can get any other game. Uh, like you know, Xbox. I mean, I feel to- like X like Microsoft invalidated their own system by making Windows compatible. Like because it's yeah. like just get a gaming PC. Yeah, they. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's like one. Of, that's the thing, though. It's just like they don't. They don't. And they. Don't, it's not. They're not incentivizing you to to get their product because they're not offering anything with it. In my mind, I mean, I understand that obtaining Beth was like a a, a power move in a sense that they were yeah. trying to compete with that. I can understand how that would like people who are diehard fans of like those games, Elder Scrolls. But not like, even already, because people playing those games are playing it on PC. They're not playing it on consoles. Yeah, but I can still, I can still see, you know, the premise, like the idea that, like, you know, that they might be thinking that that could play a role or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah I mean, I don't know. It's just something about Xbox and that just doesn't appeal to me anymore. There's like nothing to offer. And it, and it's sad. Speaking of like falling from grace with Fallout seventy six, like Xbox was on top back in the day. 
Yeah, 360 Xbox. was a power player for sure. I mean, you had your PS3 people, but Xbox was competing because a lot of people had it, you yeah. know? Well, it was like, it was PS2 and 360 going at it. And then the PS3 came out and everyone's like, and then <clears throat> Xbox 360 came out. And you, plus you had a whole, a lot of bangers come out. You had mm-hmm. like GTA, you had Halo. Halo know. 3 came yeah, out around so that time. That was Gears a, of War was popular then Gears too. Gears of War was good there. So like, had a lot of stuff going for it and but now like the xbox one and like ps4 there was not a lot of xbox one is a waste of a console and i own one i'll fully admit that that was a waste of a console because like ps4 hit strong when it came out it was okay here's bloodborne here's all these like (laughs) exclusives and you're like yeah it's like shadow the colossus remake oh yeah let's go Mm, that game does look good it's really good it's really good yeah and like spider-man god of war all that stuff and then like xbox just didn't reciprocate yeah like you have things they had games come out but it was like it's on other other real exclusives were um rise son of rome or was it just Rise? Yeah. When the was, Xbox One first came yeah. out. And, and then they were trying to shove the connect down your throat. And it's like, yeah. say the commands to fire isn't the t- arrows. Isn't Titanfall an exclusive too? Uh, it was. might be. It was. It's no longer. Well, Titanfall 1, I th- maybe Titanfall 1 was exclusive. But even then, that game's already dead now. So Yeah, but I'm just trying to, you know, play Devil's Advocate. Yes, yeah. Titanfall 2 came out on the Origins store from EA. So mm. I don't even think it was exclusive. <laughs> Cracking a cold one with the boys. <laughs> Cracking a cold yeah. brew with the boys on a Sunday night. Cold <laughs> brew. Um, but yeah, that's the problem with it in my mind. That it's just, it doesn't have anything to offer really in that regard. So, speaking of games. Yeah. I need you to look up the trailer for Lies of P. Okay. Because I recently discovered this, and oh my god! <laughs> I was wondering what this was. I didn't look at it because I figured you would I just know. show. Let's see. It is. Oh, I have seen this. I think this is what you're talking about yes. right now. Yeah. Click on that. Yeah. Is it a Souls-like game? Ye- yeah. Yes. But it's not by the the, the developer. It's though. not by um FromSoft. Right. So we can't put sound on, unfortunately, Eric, just for reference, just for copyright reasons. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I will put subs on it. There's no speaking. No. Not really. So, like, speaking of Bloodborne, it has very much Bloodborne vibes. Yeah, that's what made me think. Um, Except, like, all the things, instead of, like, beasts and werewolves, it's, like, clockwork. Oh, that's pretty cool. And... You'll see our main character and the gameplay and stuff. And like, it looks kind of like Dark Souls gameplay, but there's a little bit of like, I'm hesitant to say like Devil May Cry. (laughs) A little bit more fluidity. Yeah. Like, or Sekiro, right? Mm. Like there's, you got like a grappling hook. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty cool. And stuff. It looks beautiful. It looks great. Yeah. For especially for like an indie company, like it looks fresh. <laughs> like Yeah, oh my god. So I mean, hopefully when we see more like actual playthrough of it, we see how gameplay sort of feels, but like Yeah. So think, far it's looking like grab like hook. Drag people over. 
It reminds me vaguely of um, either um, Dishonored or like Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, that okay. kind of like Victorian yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Perry. Yeah. It looks interesting though. I I'm, I'm definitely got. I was like, okay, I see what you're. I see what you're putting down. Now, here's the big twist, right? It's called Lies of P. You want to take a guess of what this is based off of? Peter life, Pan. Life of Pi? No. So, you notice all the things are like... Uh, Pinocchio? Yes. Oh, shit, huh? You're playing as Pinocchio. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> oh, God. Dude, I never would have gotten that. They went to, they went, they saw like Alice Madness Returns and are like, we can do that. Uh. <laughs> I think that makes it cooler. To it's be really rad because like you go to like the store page and stuff and it's like, it's talking about like the, like the, I've got his name, Sam Gates or whatever, the guy who made Pinocchio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, to become a real. And like you have to go through this, and it's like, oh, I see. Um, That's yeah. why he's got like the arm. Okay, uh, That's crazy. Yeah, I was just like, that looks intriguing. <laughs> I, I would definitely <laughs> want to keep an eye on that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that looks cool. I think we saw that. What did we see that for the Game Awards thing the first time? No, we did. We have gone over that before. I thought. No, we haven't. We haven't gone over that. Nope. That's interesting. I could have sworn we did. No, I just found it recently because um, Maximilian dude was. Was always oh, talking about yeah, it. Yeah, and I was like, what is this? Interesting. Now, speaking of games. Again. <laughs> but turning them into a show. <gasps> I heard through the, through the grapevine that Eric and Michael, you guys have seen Arcane? Yes. On yes, Netflix? I, have. I, don't, I don't think I, I saw Arcane. I experienced Arcane. That's a much <laughs> okay. better way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my so God. So I haven't experienced it yet. Um, but I really don't give a shit about you guys spoiling it, so go off right now. And it's funny, too, because you were, like, the first person I thought of watching this, in all honesty, because I thought, like, you would have hopped on it instantly and loved it. I don't it. watch TV anymore. That's a problem. I, Fair like, enough. I don't watch a lot of shows that much anymore. Um, Neither do I. That's the thing, but it just, like... I'm sure once I get in it, I'll be hooked, but I kind of want to be spoiled, because sometimes when I know something, I'm like, well, but how do we get here? I want to, I want to, yeah, wa- I want to okay. watch it afterwards. You know what I mean? Like it gets me more motivated to see how it happens. So yeah. are we going full spoilers? You? Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. It's up to you guys. So spoiler warning for everyone in the audience that does not want to be spoiled for Arcane. We will and do- I do suggest watching this show and yeah. 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 We, so, we will put times and maybe just story. don't go too crazy on it, but just give yeah. like, you know, some stuff here and there. Okay. So ready? Three, two, one. You've been warned. Okay, so first off, right, you know Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Think that animation level. Except okay. less cartoony, more paint. I, I've seen yeah. it, yeah. I, okay, yeah, so yeah. first off, animation god tier. <laughs> probably my favorite I think I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like genuinely amazing. It looks phenomenal. Um, now, again, like me and Eric <clears throat> are not fans of League of Legends. Or like not, not played all. it. Yeah, I, I honestly think the community is trash, and I it's not it's a MOBA like <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, I think I played it like once. Yeah, so like I when this was announced and people were talking about it, I was kind of like, okay, like whatever, League of Legends, you know. Um, and then I watched it, and <laughs> I was like, I need more <laughs> immediately. I need more. <laughs> you. 
yeah, like it, it draws you in almost immediately. Like the the uh, first scene in the first episode, oh. like just the one that wraps you in, I was absolutely captivated. Like I cannot tell you how much I just wanted to keep watching the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, my biggest thing was like, because I knew, I knew some things about League because of how things talk and, you know, you see yeah. characters. So like Jinx was the big one. Everyone, everyone talked about Jinx and stuff. And yeah. I, when I first saw her, I was kind of like, okay, there's your... There's your fetish thing for the nerds. There's your Harley Quinn. There's your Harley <laughs> Quinn. Like, okay. Ooh, punk emo girl. Ooh, scantily dressed. Ooh. And I was like, whatever. And then I watched a show and I'm like, Jinx is my favorite character. I will defend this child if I need to. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will die for I her. I will die for her. <laughs> I will kill everyone and then myself if something were to happen to her. <laughs> all I want in my life now is just for her to be happy. Yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> what was really great is that whoever the writing team was just knows how to do subtlety and knows how to write characters because there there's no clear good guy bad guy in the show at all like you can make arguments for either or for some of them but there's no like he's totally evil or they're totally good like yeah like, i understand why you did that it was kind of weird, but like I, I get it. <laughs> I, I would yeah. maybe do the same. Like the, there's an obvious villain. There's ob, there's like obvious heroes, but it's it's kind of like the Thanos thing where you're almost like by the end of it, you're like, yeah, I I know what you're getting at. I I can understand that. Like you're you don't see them as this ruthless evil villain, even though some of the characters are messed up people. They they have some redeeming qualities that like forces you to look at them differently than just a villain. And same with the heroes. Some of them are messed up in their own right, and they do things. And it, yeah. you will like basically every character in this show. Almost just yeah. about every character is likable in one way or another. Right. Yeah. And like everyone feels human. Right. There is no like no one's cartoon. Even like Jinx or Harley Quinnish like character is not like too cartoony. Like you understand why she's acting that way. Is it spoilers to get into how she is? Go for it. Okay. All right. Um, she like, in terms of like that Joker, Harley Quinn archetype that a lot of uh, stories do. That's I think a blue hair girl, right? Just yeah, to be clear. Jinx. Okay. Yeah. Jinx. I think she is probably one of the best to be done. Cause it act like it actually, makes you feel like they have a reason for being the way they are and not yeah. just being crazy for the sake of being crazy. Like, um, the, the girl, like, I, I don't want to say too much, but she definitely has like mental issues, like probably schizophrenia and things like that. And it actually, it's not, well, it's like showing severe abandonment issues and betrayal. Yeah. Like, and, and that's where it stem. That's yeah. Where everything comes from. Yeah. And I will also just say like, hands down, the best crying slash sobbing scene I've ever seen an animated character do. Oh my god! Episode three, right? The one of the best scenes I think in animation. Period. Like, like that, that for me, like, just, it, you feel you actually feel it. Like if you ever like watched a little girl or like a little boy, like just a child, full on cross. gross sobbing, right? And like you, you feel it. That was like 
this is a real child like just losing it yeah like, and same with vi in that moment you like you feel her pain yeah, and yeah. why she's reacting the way she is and like their whole world just came crashing down yeah. within like minutes and yeah it's i i am dying for season two like i'm looking forward to season two of that more i think than like attack on titan almost yeah, <laughs> at this point definitely definitely more than that and music slaps oh the music is so good it is actually so good like it's a lot of um like band stuff like you have imagine dragons you have this um hip-hop groups and stuff and but it just works so well it fuels every single scene that's in and you're just like yes <laughs> yes the uh the song they play during jinx and um echoes fight oh my god it's, it, that scene itself is just fucking amazing oh my god that i never ugh. it's people have been breaking that down it's like how many how much like no words how much story you get within that fight and like that you didn't need an exposition of like why they're like kind of like what, what was their relationship at some point like you get it all like neatly wrapped in yeah, that scene exactly and it's not just, yeah like you said, it's not laying things bare bare in your eyes for you like it's much more subtle in that way and yeah who is your favorite character if you had to pick one i know it's probably hard I mean, I love Jinx. That whole yeah, that's, yeah. watching <laughs> watching that character go was just like amazing. Um, I do like Silco. Mm. Silco was really cool, and like he's such a slime ball, but like he's such good at being a slime ball. And you're like, yeah, he's the best. Okay, yeah. And then like watching his arc, because my favorite thing, and Jake won't get it because he's not actually yet. Yeah, he becomes Vander. By the end. Absolutely. That like, scene at the statue. Yeah, I was oh. like, oh, you became the thing you did want to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, but that's like what I was talking about before. Like you, you see that humanistic side. Like he genuinely cares about Jinx. She's like, yeah, he uses her for different, like, yeah, for his goals. But like, he genuinely does care about her. Like he, yeah. Like, it's his daughter, you know? Like yeah, literally his adopted daughter. I saw people, like, people were reading too deep in that. It's like, are they a thing? I'm like, no. Uh, I'm sure somewhere on the internet you can find oh, that. Oh, of course there will. Rule 34 will find a way, but, like, in they the already, context show, no, 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 no. Um, and that ending. Oh, best, best cliffhanger that, ending. That like, whole final scene was, like... <sighs> I on I honestly thought when she took that tray out, I thought it was gonna be. They they really played it. I was like, yeah. she wouldn't know, but was she? Oh. <laughs> and then that little flash as she opened up. To yeah, the, yeah. Oh. oh, it was so good. Oof. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, that whole final again, that whole final scene, everything culminates together, and it's the two chairs, and you're like. Uh, who? Mm. <laughs> and it and it's the moment at the very end where the two like stories in the show like finally Converge. come together, and yeah. like that's going to be the beginning of season two when these stories finally like clash and like streaking across been, the sky, streaking <laughs> across the sky, baby. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, for league fans, I'm sure that was a really cool moment because 
the what she uses alt, is right. Yeah, is one of her. I, I don't know the specifics, but it's one of her um, gadgets or weapons in uh, the game, and that's I think that's the first time you see it. So yeah. for for league fans, I'm sure that was that was pretty damn cool. But I I yeah don't know a thing about leagues. So. <laughs> yeah, I that's the thing. Love Arcane. It's great. I'll watch it. Never gonna touch League. Yeah, it, yeah. If you're listening to this, do not ever play the game. Just watch the show. You don't need to know a thing about the game. I know that's what a lot of people are concerned about. You don't need to know a thing about the game, and it's better if you don't. Just, yeah, you. Honestly. There's nothing. Yeah, it's just stay away from it. It's a toxic community. <laughs> like, <laughs> just stay away from it. Um, but yeah. All right. You should watch it, Jake. I am gonna watch, you it. watch it. I am. I'm gonna. You guys got me into it a little bit. Seeing some of the, you know, some of the the um, footage in the back, footage in the background. Thank you. Um, it's definitely interesting. Sorry, and I do want to check it out. Orthodox. I have to go pee real quick. All so right. Three, two, one. So it looks like you have some cursed content for us, Michael. Mm. Oh boy, I do. So, Eric, what's, what's your it? opinion on crypto stuff? I honestly just don't give a shit about crypto, about NFTs, about like any of it. I got a little interested when Dogecoin was shooting up. I got a little bit of high hopes that. I can throw in like 80 bucks and make like a million dollars. And then I did the slightest bit of research and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> okay, cool. Good. Cause I fucking hate NFTs and crypto shit with a burning passion. And I was recently made aware of this ad campaign, this promotional video of the next big thing, the next new enterprise, the next new haven for all those crypto bros out there. Lay it on me. Crypto land. Oh, you're talking about the V um, buying like virtual land? No. Or no. So. Oh, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen this yet. Okay. So. Oh, this looks horrible already. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, this is a 10-minute promotional video for an idea. Some big crypto bros are buying some land, like an island, off of like like those obscure unknown islands that are just like recently formed sort of thing. That doesn't have any nah, stake. He cl- looks like he just murdered his whole family. <laughs> he probably did. That's how he fleeing, <laughs> fleeing the scene. He's like, I sold their body parts oh, for you, crypto. You hang on, buddy. It's going to get more cursed. Okay. So. Is this, is this Fortnite 2? <laughs> so, this is just a, it is an animated video, but this is a legit plan. They are planning to buy an island the fuck yeah is okay that? so this that is the coin terrifying. ew what yeah. the f- is our coin friend oh, no. your grandfather jimmy <laughs> it's like oh my god <laughs> so you can't whoa hear- hey <laughs> those animations yeah. dude so you can't hear it but essentially the coin's supposed to be like a genie character are you ready to buy some crypto today yeah. from daddy grandpa here and you go the hodlers of what the last of last resort 
what the hell is a hobbler? I don't know. <laughs> and it is the most baffling idea because it is like a resort like town sort of thing on this island that is going to be entirely crypto based. Everything's going to revolve around crypto, right? So like you buy products with crypto, you buy products with crypto. Everything is crypto themed. They have a whole like shrine thing dedicated to that BitConnect guy for some reason. What the fuck? It is wild. It is wild because like it's a thing that they're trying to do. Like this is like we're going to like we have like half a million dollars invested already or whatever. One million dollars. Only a million dollars. I don't know exactly how much. (laughs) But like. To like go in, uh, it must be a small island. That's what I'm saying. For a million dollars, they're gonna half a have million, like not one, even like one building. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up, bro. It's oh so like God. unaware it, of itself, almost like yeah. Because okay, what's the whoa? <laughs> hey, <laughs> what that mouth do, yo? <laughs> This is Cars 4. The Holy block shit. Chain Hills. Oh my God. Vladimir Club. Yeah. Are they Putin fans? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Is, like, is, is this Russia's grand plan? <laughs> Take down the United States? Like, <laughs> this was their. We always thought they were after us, but really they were just working on crypto. Yeah, land. so there's all these like houses <laughs> and condos sort of thing that people are going to be able to stay at. And then there's going to be a whole resort area. So why are they doing this and basing it out of crypto? Is it to like boost the crypto economy to like make? Well, they more- think that's the future. I'm assuming. Yeah, so. th- this is gonna be the utopia where they will thrive and everyone will want to flock to. This is so dumb. So okay, but here's the here's the biggest baffling thing, right? They spent all the budget on this animation. I know, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so what's the big appeal for blockchain crypto? Like, what's the big appeal for it? Hell if I know, dude. The big thing is that it's encrypted and like no one can like kind of steal it because it's like it's all in its yeah, own it's, thing. It's, yeah, it's all more it's so, more towards you. Okay, now get this. Your Bitcoin money system for this island is gonna be on your key card, which can be stolen. Right. So does that invalidate the whole system? Because <laughs> unless you need, oh, I'm sure. But if you lose it, you're fucked. Exactly, right? I'm sure your card would have your ID, like maybe like a driver's license, like attached to it, like so they could tell that it's, like, maybe you get a special card. Do you get like a certain IP when you on the blockchain when you do crypto? I really, I really don't know I how it works. So like, don't know you. so I'm assuming hey. that card. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm assuming that you have like a certain like code or, or IP tied to all your crypto like transactions that are mm-hmm. in the blockchain. So I'm sure that like if you tie your actual ID to it for this specific place, they could that might like not. Also, I don't. Unless they're why is there rat, rat poison, poison everywhere? <laughs> then I don't want to go. There. That's also the reason I kind of wanted to show you this because like this 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 promo it has undertones. I not only has undertones, but it's so like weird. Like also, there's, uh, there's a love story going on. He's gonna marry. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say he's gonna marry her. Did, um, I, did I see in in the menu that it's a 10k Bitcoin pizza? Do I yes. have to, Do I have to pay 10,000 Bitcoin to buy a pizza here? Yes. Is it made out of like that coin's anus? So, like what is going now, on? Now, I the, thought he was sitting in the coin's lap. He, <laughs> he's like, oh, how does the coin have a lap? <laughs> oh no! Oh my uh, god! Hello. <laughs> 
That reminds me of like a derpy fucking pelican or something. Looks like from something out of seagull. Yeah, like does squirrel? Yeah. <laughs> um, but well, there's more of them. Yeah. So here's also the thing that this video really emphasizes, and I kind of feel about this way about like all the NFT art stuff. It's like I, all this stuff is just ugly looking and gross and uncanny, and I'm like. Why? Why does everything coming out of this, like, field and industry just, like, so toxic toxic and gross? And it's like, someone broke it down. It was kind of like, because you have all these, like, Silicon Valley, like, entrepreneur dudes who don't have, like, a creative bone in their body. I was about to say the same thing. It's a bunch of rich guys trying to it be like, creative. It's why Metaverse <laughs> looks so ugly, right? It's like, because yeah. you have no one... Who's like actually creative there. Well, so they think being rich makes them special or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. And then you get this gar- hot garbage <laughs> of an animation. <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst I've seen, but it's his, pretty bad. His eyes are pretty terrifying. His eyes like don't. Dude, they've been they've been in the center this whole time. They don't move. They don't move and they They're don't get always any, in the center. They have no eye track. <laughs> yeah. And they don't like his eyelids don't close at all. It's like it's either completely shut or completely open. Why are they break dancing? They're doing the Macarena kind of. Well, oh, even the car's getting in on it. <laughs> Bro. It's jazz hands. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, maybe they were creative. <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, they listen to jazz. I'm sold. Blog Shane Stein. <laughs> like it's, it's really- wow. Oh, my God. It's just a wild ride of like an animation and just a really fucking stupid concept. You know, because it's kind of like you were saying of like when you were first kind of like interested in like Dogecoin. It's like you think you put $80 in and suddenly you're a millionaire sort of thing. That's how they sell it. Yeah. And like that's all this island is because it's like this guy just comes here and it's like this satanic coin comes out and it's like all your dreams come to on this special island dude. like also i thought the whole point of like crypto was supposed to be like an investment thing like why would you spend your crypto on a vacation and not like your real money and keep your crypto like stashed away yeah to, huh. well like, the premise i money. guess like the premise is that cryptocurrency to them will be the main currency of the future so you're always going to end up spending and buying and spending and buying crypto of some sort like you'll make money with crypto you'll earn a paycheck it's a big crypto. memorial <laughs> It's oh like, my god! Is, that's very, very disturbing. Is that is that fucking uh, yeah, Dana White? Connect. <laughs> Why is there a random Egyptian there? Because the like pyramid, a, like a pharaoh. Get it? Because oh, the pyramid. Okay, <laughs> that's Cleopatra. <laughs> dude, pyramid scheme. About. Pyramid. I like it. I like it. Michael. It's terrible. It's absolutely dude. terrible. Dude, we gotta stay there. So, in the docket, I labeled this as "Welcome to." Rapture, I mean fire festival, you know. Yeah, dude. No, I, I know what you mean. Here, because you have this whole thing, and you notice they don't explain like where's the food coming from. Yeah, where do we like? How are the sleeping conditions? Where do you get yeah, off the yeah, island? It, do, you, do the employees get paid in crypto? Do the, where do the employees stay? <laughs> this is absolutely going to turn out just like fire festival. It's going to be amazing, and I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> if this at all gets off the ground to the at point they actually get the island. No, I hope everything's legitimate and it's all like precariously measured and everything works, but then just no one goes. <laughs> and it's all the thing. 
That would be the best what thing. What crypto ever. bro person is gonna be able to afford coming here? As well, only the crypto bros that made it, pretty much. It's also, basically an island for themselves. Also, literally, the problem I had just happened of the girl's keychain got stolen <laughs> by the bird, <laughs> so she lost her money. It's like, bro, can you imagine? Oh my god! Why is that thing such a creep? Was that the porta potties that it was creeping on to? <laughs> Also, yeah. her whole face takes up only half of her head. Dude, his eyes have not <clears throat> moved this whole time. Oh, thank you so much. Isn't it ripped up and It's time for up? me to go back to Miraculous Ladybug. Ew. <laughs> what was that face, man? Oh, my God. Who animated this? Fire them. <laughs> it's, his, it's his first time in Blender. Hang on. She looks like an anime waifu, <laughs> and she looks like what fucking Jimmy Neutron's dad, like... In the, in the early years, <laughs> in the early years, oh or like with God. a nose job, he could, he could afford a nose job or something. Jimbo, I remember the time I went to <laughs> Crypto <laughs> Jimbo, I went to Miami to get my nose done, and then That's I why went I to love Crypto Island. So much. <laughs> oh my God, bro! That's going to be an absolute disaster. I cannot wait for them to attempt to make this. It, it just literally says crypto landed underneath it says no gods, no kings, only men. You want to know something funny? Sounds like a real sausage fest. That was my senior quote, actually. Did you fuck? You not, You did not. I played Bioshock, man. Oh, my God. It wasn't about, like, the no gods thing. It wasn't anything like that. It just A man chooses, a, a slave, slave obeys. obeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's it's a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow. Oh my god! <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is, this is like the inverse rapture. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's an innovation, like, and it's just it's a it's a cringy fever dream. <laughs> it is. You just saw it. <laughs> yeah, but now we can watch some guy react to it. <laughs> yeah, right. And we'll make a and that we're reacting to that guy reacting <laughs> to it. You watch that guy. Like. Content. Content. <laughs> oh man. It's all you need is a it's it's just it's it feel it's like anything that comes out like I said it's just so you know there's two TV shows now? The Red Ape Family. The Red Ape Family and then they have like Super Doge. I saw a little bit of Super Doge. I did watch the entire episode of the the Red Ape Family. I'm sorry. Dude, I, I saw so many scenes from it. I was like, I have to watch it. It's hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually like, again, the whole thing with like Crypto Bros, just Silicon Valley guys, not a creative bone in their body. You don't have to be the most creative guy, but like at least hire like somebody else that has that, a vision, like, has some sort of vision besides you and seeing dollar signs everywhere because <laughs> it is. Yeah, bad. like. Also, can't like I've seen better animation from Newgrounds stuff. Like Jesus yeah. <laughs> Christ! New, yeah, Newgrounds back in the day in early YouTube was better than that. Yeah, because it, it looks like, like it, you know what it looks like. You remember <clears throat> the Nut Shack? Do you remember that? That was Sounds a big meme. Vaguely familiar. I don't think so. It was like an animation that was like on MTV or whatever, and it is like hot garbage animation like you can barely call it like adobe flash Ugh. it's i'm it's, thinking about like old psychic pebbles and things like that it's worse this yeah go ahead you like this looks like a rip off of the boondocks it is <laughs> kind of and like 
Just look at this an- like it's that level of animation. Yeah, of like it's kind of flash, but not really. Oh my! God. I mean, this already looks better than the Red Apex. It does at least as a consistent R style. Yeah, it, lo- it looks somewhat. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> that ass. That's though. what I came here. That's oh, what I came yeah. here for, Bruh. Oh god, no. Okay. That's enough. This is too cursed for me. <laughs> yeah, out of here. I'd rather watch Crypto Land again. No, oh, wait, wait. Go back to the beginning. That girl on the left. What's up? You, just go to the very beginning. And then, oh, she looks <laughs> horrifying. Is that, she looks like she just saw like her whole family die. Is that a mo- is that Elsa's model from Frozen? Yeah, oh, with a different hairstyle. <laughs> Oh my god. Like she just saw a ghost. It's in like it. the like, SFM port of like, <laughs> it's like we just dropped it in. It's after like I being asked to be in this video. After being hypnotized by my therapist and re- recalling my past memories, I now realize it was Anna who sabotaged the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Fleeing from my life and my kingdom. I, and now fled, this, to crypto I have now fled to crypto land. <laughs> The last place she'd think to look for me. But this, but this was only the beginning of my nightmare. As Coin I, man comes as out. That's when I met Jeff Bezos. <laughs> oh, no. Jeff Bezos came out of nowhere and kicked me in the nuts. That bald, hunky man. <laughs> that's why I met him, the red ape. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, um, speaking of good content. <laughs> um, there is a movie that came out recently that we've been trying to talk about, but Michael hasn't seen it. And I know you have seen it too. And um, that movie would be called Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, so I, I was going to say uh, No Way Home spoiler cast, right? Absolutely. Or so we're, well, if you know. haven't seen... No, no, you're good. Go ahead. Not my, not my podcast. Sorry. No, well, you... No. 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 <laughs> Eric, Eric, you please do my job for me, please. <laughs> You tell them what, what the right, dealio so is. Absolute spoilers, I'm assuming, if, uh, if you're listening. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, go watch it literally right now and come back and listen to us uh, talk about it. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. You. <laughs> Told you I was I a veteran. C- I couldn't have said better than myself, you know, in general. Look uh, at that. Uh, uh. Oh, God. Two hours later. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, Michael, what were your opinions on Spider-Man No Way Home? Okay. So, off the bat, I'm going to say I still think Into the Spider-Verse is a better movie. Sure. Understandable. Um, but, but, I had a lot of fun with this movie. <clears throat> And the ending was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty hot. It was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I feel like you have are gonna lead this. Me? Yeah, because you are the biggest <clears throat> hero buff. Then I, mean, I also, I also agree. So, um, yeah. So, all right. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go on then. <laughs> um, yeah, for Spider-Man No Way Home for me was very interesting because they brought back the villains of the previous movies. Um, they redeemed Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man to some degree. And um, they brought back everyone's favorite, uh, Tobey Maguire, Toby Peter Toby, Parker. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I think it was interesting their approach to this. Now, there's always been a, a debacle with um, with Spider Man and the MCU that he was Iron Iron Man Junior, Iron Boy, you know, because there's no Uncle Ben. Iron Man was his uh, he was his, the squire to Iron Man, if you will, and um, even with Far From Home, you know, it was like you know to the next Tony Stark, you know, they made that very prevalent that that's who he was supposed to be. Um, interestingly, you know. I don't think this was the original plan for this movie, especially, but I think after the Sony deal and them realizing that Spider-Man is, can leave at any moment, um, they were like, how do we make this something that could, if, if necessary, become its own thing and not have to be so, um, incredibly intertwined with the MCU lore and history and what's going on currently. I think they had bigger plans for him to be like the next leader and like different things like that. And I think now they're very hesitant to do that on the basis that he could leave at any moment with the Sony contract and everything. Mm. Um, you know, they, but the, but the thing about what they were doing with him in general is that that's not who he is. You know, Spider-Man is his standalone friendly neighborhood superhero who is broke as fuck, makes his own suits and is super smart. You know what I mean? Mm. And we just never got that. He's always been able, like, at least in the MCU, I mean, he's always been like, in Civil War, Iron Man gave him the new suit and was protecting him, making sure he didn't get into danger, right? Yeah. Homecoming, he he had Iron Man there to protect him once more, and then he ended up having to do stuff on his own shore, you know? But at the end of the day, he still had experience and, like, different things from those movies, you know? Yeah. Uh, Far From Home was even a bigger example. He had Happy's technology. He had all-star tech, you know, all these suits, different things at his disposal, the Iron Spider suit, which they overused to the maximum. It's just like one one of those things, you know. Yeah, and I like those movies. I I like Tom Holland Spider Man a lot, honestly. It's a different take. He's young. How I've always wanted it, you know, because that's how he starts. He starts as a teenager, and Tom Holland's young enough to feel that way, you know. And then we get to No Way Home, and we have <clears throat> quite the spectacle. I mean, they they revealed who Peter Parker was, which was an interesting play, mm-hmm. you know. They had never done that in a Spider Man movie before, and it's been done in the comics, and it was interesting to see that dynamic um i'm i'm uh, it's it was interesting to me to see the fall like that people actually believed it and like there weren't other superheroes still around that were able to vouch for him like like the minute i don't know like like the like because um dr strange in, in infinity war seemed like very apparent to know like current events and like how like he even said congratulations on tony stark's wedding so obviously he reads the paper you know what i mean so i mean he could have been like nah that's not true. Like, I know this kid. He wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Pepper could have been like, nah, that's not true. I know this kid. He wouldn't do that. You know, like, literally anybody who was still around, you know, Nick Fury, you know, who was in space or whatever, how did he not know? You know, how did the squirrels not report that to them? You know, it's just like one of those things that was like... Yeah, plot holes. Plot holes, you know? But, like, at the same time, I get you got to make a movie, but it's just, like, interesting to think about. Um, But I think the whole concept about him, like, his 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 identity ruining other people's lives and him living two separate lives were very interesting, you know, coming across and like having him struggle with the idea that his, that everything's his fault. And then like, you know, just knowing him as a curse in some way or, or some fashion or another. Um, I think really bringing that into play with the great responsibility line mm. with aunt may, you know, was important. I feel like these, what we really find out, I mean, the way they've pictured it is that these, these movies are the origin of MCU Spider-Man. 
it wasn't just Homecoming. It wasn't just Civil War. It wasn't just anything. Like, these three movies together are his origin story, you know? Because <clears throat> by the end of it, he becomes the Spider-Man that we all are used to. You know, he makes his own suit. He's broke. He has the police scanner, has his own apartment. You know, he's not not going to fucking MIT, which is something he would never do because he's broke, <laughs> you know, in general. Yeah. And um, it's just an interesting play. I love William Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is probably the strongest thing in this movie. Oh, he steals a show in every scene that he's in, man. He's just one of the most talented actors of his generation, like, no, period. Like, and the fact that he had so much, like, he brought so much to the Goblin in the Raimi series. Yeah. And that he, the fact that he had so much more to give and that he had a younger, more impressionable Peter to deal with and the way he manipulated him and spoke to him and, you know, and fought with him and really brought the rage out in him. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, freaking taking names. <laughs> yeah, right. I read, a, I read a, and I know the Reddit comments are not the best place to go for opinions ever, but I saw one good uh, comment before talking about um, the old Raimi movies and with like Willem Dafoe, and it was, um, they're not superhero movies, they're comic book movies, and when you watch them, it feels like, now the superhero movies don't like, they don't feel like comic book movies in that, like... They're spectacles. Yeah, they're big spectacles, like, slightly more realism to them in a way. Well, they're, like, integrated into actual society. Like, how would this work in a real society? Exactly. Whereas in um, the Raimi movies, like, the characters felt, Words. like, out of the comic book. Well, like, it's like a heightened reality, right? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's yeah, very much... reality, it's, very exaggerated. It's very and, much in its own bubble. When um, Willem Dafoe and like I think when he first fought Spider Man's like we'll meet again Spider Man as he's like yeah flying away like his uh um the glider glide yeah glider sorry the glider he flies on like got broken he was flying away and he says it in that cartoony voice but it feels genuine it's also but the time in, like, period comic too book, yeah also the two thousand very were, cheesy were very different than mm-hmm. how movies are made now but, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like the Doc Ock storyline is interesting. I think it's funny because this movie has a like has a lot of questions to it. Like, for example, for me, like with Doc Ock, right? He mentioned that he was teleported, like right when he had Toby's Peter by the neck, and that's literally if I don't know if you recall or if you've seen it recently, but I remember that scene. Um, he's talking about the scene where he has him by the neck. He reveals that. Uh, Toby's Peter reveals that he's Peter Parker and they have that speech about sometimes he had to do things for the betterment of the good and Doc Ock learns how to control his arms and he goes into the ocean with his machine now if you're thinking that they go back to the timeline wherever they were taken from that means that Doc Ock's still gonna die regardless because he still has to go into the water with his what machine you mean all <clears throat> die still regardless not necessarily. I mean, first off, the lizard never died to begin with. Neither did Sandman, unless Sandman dies later on in the Raimi timeline. But um, the lizard was cured, and then that was the end of it. He went to jail. Yeah. Um, Electro did die. He got he exploded. Um, um, obviously Norman exploded, but Norman was taken. Um, I think I don't know if you guys remember Spider Man One like that, but there was a scene. And the be- uh, before they had their like final battle, where he finds out he's uh, Spider Man is Peter Parker because Spider Man has a cut, yeah, and he's and he's bleeding. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's the scene. So technically speaking, if he gets him there, he can just quit and be done. You know, Electro. I don't even if Electro's like got taken right before he exploded. I don't see much, but I guess he wouldn't be exploding in the first place because he'd just be a normal guy at the end. He doesn't have electricity anymore, right? Yeah. So he wouldn't really be in the grid anymore. 
um, Sandman again. Sandman never really died to begin with. He's just not Sandman anymore. And then uh, that was it, right? And then uh, is there any more villains? That was Venom. It. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, technically. That after credit scene yeah. was, so was funny. <laughs> yeah, so there was a purple guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Aliens like to eat people. <laughs> um, I like what they did with that too, because um, having having to, I never I don't really care for the Tom Hardy Venom verse very much. But it doesn't make a lot of sense for Venom to be present before, like, I don't know, like, before he gets the symbiote. Well, apparently it's not... Supp- ben was saying, um, my friend Ben, for those uh, listening... Um, shout out to Ben. <clears throat> yeah, shout out to my, one of my best friends, Ben, by the way. Um, he was a big fan of the Spider-Man comics, like, years ago. And I think he was saying that's not the little bit in the after credit scene that he left in the Marvel Universe is not supposed to be Venom. It's supposed... I forgot which symbiote it is, but it's not going to be Venom, supposedly, according to Ben. Oh, it's going to be a spawn of Venom? Because that's, that's what they do, right? Yeah. It's I one, know exactly what he's of, talking about. It, it's an established character in, like... It's Marvel like Comics. one of the sleeker ones that's kind of calm. Like, it, it just does its own thing. I think something like you that. You think it's going to be like that? Or you think it's just going to be... I feel like it's just going to... They're not going to do that. And it's just going to be another iteration of Venom, but just, like, slightly different. I'm cool with either one. If it's just Venom, that's fine. But I think it would be personally kind of cool, like actually tying in like Uh, another another symbiote. It's a different symbiote. Yeah, they popped into their existence just for the moment to drop off, like basically to drop off this different symbiote and then leave. So it kind of keeps that continuity true. Like Venom exists, but we're not here but the thing is like i feel you and i would also agree with you that i like that but for the basic audience like no one's gonna know who the fuck that symbiote is and everybody gives a shit only about venom because that's what they know well no one knew who the guardians of the galaxy were no one knew really who iron man was but there's been all this setup about venom specifically and like i'm not saying i'm dude i i would love that to have another because his his mcu spider-man has always gone like a different way like there's no oscorp there's no green goblin in his universe particularly you know what i mean there's there's been differences in his story like so much um from the other iterations that i i'd appreciate them doing something different with the symbiote as well i just wonder if sony will have the cojones to do something like that you know for that regard like also it begs the question like who will be venom in that universe if Any thoughts? Is, if Any thoughts? A, if there is a venom in that universe, but let's just say for the sake of it that there that there is because there's there's two iterations of venom. Um, there's venom and then there's agent venom, which is like Flash Thompson being like a soldier, but the symbiote looks like a suit, like a like a military suit, and he goes off and does his own shit. But Flash Thompson is such a douche in these movies. I don't know. <laughs> I can't see him as being like a military guy. Is he some rich boiled douche? Which so, one is, which one is Flash? The Thompson? Indian guy with the book, the the like the guys pretending to be his best friend. Is that the one that called him Penis Parker? In yeah. From, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, he wrote the book. So he technically gets the symbiote at some point too, in the comics. Also, Ned Leeds becomes the Hobgoblin. Yeah. And they, they teased that in that movie too with the the my best friend when he asked if Toby had a best friend and yeah. he was like yeah he didn't and try to kill me and now he's dead. I promise I won't ever try to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're gonna go that route? I don't think so. Well, I mean, I, when they said that line, I said, "Oh, they're not doing it then because they're just they're addressing it here," you know. But the fact that he has no 
no memory of Peter anymore, it, it leaves the door open. You also have to, have to think, like, if you look at those movies, like, Ned had no other friends but Peter. Mm-hmm. So, like, what well, was he? He has um, MJ now. MJ. Now, yeah, because I'm sure, like, after the, the, the decathlon or whatever it was, you know, the spelling bee thing. Or, whatever, you know, whatever it was, that thing they went to Washington for. In homecoming, whatever field trip, whatever. Sure. Okay. I don't, sorry, I don't fool <laughs> No, it, it's not a big deal. Um, so I'm sure they became friends after that, but like that whole other time previously, like was he alone the whole time? Like you know, does he have friends like that? I would like to see a hobgoblin version because if they're not gonna do Norman Osborn Green Goblin, they should at least do the hobgoblin, and then Ned will have magic too, which will add a new element to it, which would be cool. Can we were talking about this before with Star Wars? I'm, I'm getting my fatigue with Marvel. I oh, do. I've been there for a long time. I just, I, I just like Spider Man. I know. I'm just like that's all I really care after about. After this movie, I'm kind of like, I had my fill. See, it sucks. No Moon Knight. I don't. I don't know if it's good. Oh, uh, maybe, but like, I don't care <laughs> that much. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Like, it sucks because now what Marvel's doing seems like. Really, like, they're starting to get a little darker with things and starting to actually delve a little deeper. I like it. But, yeah, I'm getting that fatigue, too. Like, Well, they're pumping out so now. much content now. They yeah. really are. And it sucks because some of it is, like, not great. Like, Eternals. <laughs> I heard it's the most average movie. It's like, pretty bad. It has, like, the worst Rotten Tomato score. And, like, Shang-Chi, I heard, was not... No, Shang-Chi was fire. Was it? That, I, it I was like good. Shang- I like Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was really good. The the soundtrack was great. It was done by 88 Rising. It was like, it was really good. I enjoyed that movie a lot, actually. Oh. It was a breath of fresh air to me, personally. I think the act, the, the, the cinematography, maybe not the cinematography, that's a, that's a stretch, but the choreography, that's what I was looking for. Um, For the fight scenes and stuff, mm. were some of the best I've seen in like in a Marvel movie in general. Yeah. It was pretty cool the action and everything. It did look very, very good. But dude, like the Hawkeye show, don't care. You know? I I Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I just I know I know Kingpin is in it, which is cool. And they put Daredevil in Spider Man, which is also lit because I love Daredevil. And I'm excited to see him in like maybe She Hulk I heard he's rumored to be in. Mm. Different things like that. But and they're going a very more comic accurate route. Like everybody keeps getting more comic accurate suits. So like before we drop Spider Man, let's let's talk about that ending dog. That suit Mm. At the end, it was that was so, so nice. But the thing what really gets me is that it looks like the advanced suit a little bit. Uh, I'm not, not the advanced suit. I'm sorry. It looks like the Mark IV. Um, uh, so it kind of looks like that. Like, um, if you look at the PS4 design, like that sleeky oh. shininess to it, but without the glow, obviously. But if you think about it too, like if you let's see, like uh, I don't know if you're gonna be able to. Oh yeah, dude, it's out there. <laughs> oh yeah, it's out there, dog. It's out Jeez. there. People got fan art for days on that shit. This thing right there. But let's see if I can get another shot of it. Um, oh Google, you you're you're an ugly one. Whatever, you get the gist. This shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right here. Fiddle load. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's here. All right. Well, that's really shitty, but whatever. So if you look at that shine and everything, it really has a similarity to this suit in that regard. Yeah, I can see that. You know? And what's cool about it. All right. So he had the Mark, the, um, he had the, the, no, uh, the homecoming suit. That's Mark one. Mm-hmm. Right. He had the iron spider suit. That's Mark two. Mm-hmm. He had the integrated, uh, the, I'm sorry, the far from home suit. That's Mark three. 
And the integrated suit was literally just the far from home suit, but just with the iron spider's chest on it. So it's really the same suit, right? So if you look at the new suit, that's the Mark Four, okay, which gives it that kind of color scheme and that sleek design. Now, obviously, I would have loved to see the glowing chest, but that's that's too advanced for what he has in his arsenal right now. Um, so I like this suit. It's definitely inspired by the other two Spider Men that you see in the movie. Spoiler alert: If you're, you're not aware, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this film, and they are very prominent in this film, which I did not expect. Did you guys expect that? I thought they were going to show up at the very end, honestly. Me too. I and thought I'm they were just going to be a cameo. Very happy they they showed up like halfway through. They had something. a yeah, they had a very integrated role into that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little bit like Andrew Garfield's came in a lot more organically than Toby's did. Um, absolutely, I agree with that. I agree, definitely. I think um, Andrew Garfield had more fun playing the character again than Toby did. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean, so at least at least Toby had like a full trilogy. Andrew like was done real dirty. Like he got he got like. Well, he did, his movies didn't stuff. deserve another movie, but that's not his fault. It's yeah, just it's, exactly they just suck. He didn't deserve that. Yeah, and then when he saved MJ, I thought that was fitting. You know. Yeah. yeah. Redemption. Yeah, and he definitely stole the show. I mean, he, he this was a, redem- a redeeming thing for him. They really came out strong with him as a character, and you know, making making very meta fun. You know that that he's like Spider Man three. You know, like you know, like I'm the I'm the lame Spider Man. All I fought was Rhino and like you know and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they were obviously. Well, I, I cl- love the part where they're in the lab and like uh, Toby Peter reveals that he just shoots it. Oh, out of his organically. Hand. It's like, what? How? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Does it shoot anywhere else? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's it's it was cool to see them all interact together. I think Toby had a great. The Toby had the one of the best scenes when he he fought um when he held onto the glider so that Tom's Peter wouldn't kill uh, uh Norman. I thought like just that look alone, all the emotion like within the eyes like spoke so many volumes. And oh think- yeah, because three, two, one. Now we'll wait for you, boss. Dude, I'm so sorry. I'm trying to hold it. I'm no, so it's okay. Sorry. Go, go ahead. No, it's gonna probably be a pain in the ass to edit that. I hope it's not. No. I'm so sorry. I've been, I've been trying to hold it. You got five seconds. Oh, brother. This, this guy stinks. <laughs> we'll be right back. Maybe I'll keep this in. I don't know. I know, right? (laughs) Actually, you know what? Since this is our season one finale. Yeah. I have to do it right. I have to do it right. I knew you were going to go to this. Yeah, I was really tempted to open with this, but I was like, no, I have to. I thought you were going to. I was going, I was debating to, but I was like, no, I I got to do Attack on Titan. I got to bring it full circle. Oh, man. (laughs) Our first episode was Attack on Titan. We have to end it with Attack on Titan. I still think it'd be a cool idea to cover the song. Oh, I agree. Just get like a band or something. Get some people together. Yeah. Just fucking go fucking crazy. Yeah. Do the whole core. Do the whole choreograph sequence. Yeah. Yeah. 
how can he not go past the first episode? It's must blow my fucking mind. Oh, of the Jujutsu Kaisen? Yeah. I, I know, dude. Especially since it was kind of fire. Yeah. They had, like, the whole fight and at the end and everything. Wings are soul spiders. <laughs> yeah, right. The black and gold one. Yeah. The hot toys. Oh. <laughs> That's what it was. It was a hot toy. Yeah. They're like $300, but they're like super detailed. Super fucking detailed. Apparently, I was looking online and stuff. There was a Berserk figure. It was like the one that I was trying to get, except bigger and more detailed. And it was like super hard to find, and it's like 600 bucks if you find it. I was just like, why? Is, why is it a 112 scale? Maybe. Like, like this or something. Maybe, yeah. Wow, look who turns. No, you're good, man. When you gotta go, you gotta go. We're vibing. Let's go. Yeah. Run it back so he knows. Dude, how could you not like Jujutsu Kaisen when they have just such a beastie outro? I just got bored. Listen to that shit, though. I fucked with it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. This, I gotta give another shot. You should give it another shot, dude. Trust me. Especially with the visuals with this. It's yeah, so it's so good. All right, let's All get right. back in it. All right, what were we talking about? Uh, we were wrapping up Spider Man. Yeah, uh, but what were we talking about specifically, though? So that way we just. Uh, like, you just talked about just... the Mark IV. Mark IV. Yeah. So Aunt May died. (laughs) Aunt May do be she is definitely dead. Aunt May, yeah, Aunt May be dead, man. And now he it's it's interesting because they this movie really left him like alone in the universe. Like no one remembers him. Yeah, no one no one knows anything. That's why I was surprised they actually committed to it. I'm like, yeah, the balls. Yeah, I I am very surprised that they did that, which is why I like where Marvel's going. Like they're taking bigger risks with their characters now. I think that's one of the thing. I mean, I think Nick. I think Nick had this uh, complaint with the Spider-Man series in general. It's like there were, it didn't feel like there was a lot of like consequences. I agree. With Spider-Man. But like now it's like you have to deal with the whole repercussions of like no one's remembered you sort of thing. Your mom's, your aunt is dead. And it's like you can try to undo it, but he decides like, I think it's better that they don't remember who I am. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, and what's very touching is like when he goes to tell them, and then he sees how happy they are, and they, and he just decides to take one for the team and just leaves, you know, which is like, it's a hard, Can you imagine doing that? Like your girlfriend who you love is like right in front of you and doesn't remember you, but you can like tell her everything, yeah. and then you just you say no, and you move on. Like I mean, that's even a your hard family. <clears throat> like he's at the grave site. And yeah, like happy shows up. And yeah, and happy. Yeah, I know. And yeah, even happy doesn't even know who he is. But that's interesting. People still remember Spider Man, so they they played it really well because now everything that he's done 
remains. Yeah. It's just that they don't know who who's behind the mask, mm-hmm. you know, in general. And now it brings up, like, future things. Like, if they ever do anything like Secret Wars and they bring back, like, Robert Downey to play Tony, like, will he know? He he definitely will not be coming back. He might come back for Secret Wars for a cameo. I think he's done. You don't think he'll come back for a cameo for Secret Wars? He refused to even do, like, voice acting for the Marvel What Ifs. Like, I think he's done. Yeah, but Secret Wars won't be happening for, like, a long time. That's the thing. By then he'd be dead. No. Oh my god. It's not that long. Not that long. He'll actually be dead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but overall, this is the wrap up. What are, what are your ending thoughts on this, Eric? Um Andrew Garfield is the best Spider Man. Oof. Oof. All right. Wow. <laughs> oh, guess who's not coming back? <laughs> That's all right. This I is got, the uh, imposter syndrome podcast, not the trash taste. I one. got fifty gazillion other podcasts. Oh yeah. yeah. This is just oh, one yeah. scratch off the. Uh, just scratch off the board. I your bingo <laughs> card. Yeah. Your podcast bingo card. <laughs> My no, to do uh, list. It's like a uh, low budget podcast check. <laughs> all right. Help out the poor. Check. <laughs> My charity for this week. <laughs> but no, I actually have always been a fan of Andrew. I always liked him as my, my Spider-Man, personally. Hey, that's your Spider-Man. But I, know, Spider-Man. I know that is a very unliked opinion, but um, I, I mean, I mean, his, I mean, his portrayal in No Way Home and just in general is okay. It's not the worst, but it's just like his storylines in his movies are just not great. So a lot of people like Andrew as like, you know, as Spider-Man in general, like just his character specifically, but just not where it goes. So that's yeah. a, that's a valid opinion. It's your opinion and that's valid. And I had a crush on Emma Stone. That was a kid. So there, there that's fair as that. well. That's fair <laughs> as well. Michael. Um, no, I think of the MCU movies, I think probably one of the better ones. Um, I will say I I do have some gripes of it. Like I think there is some weird pacing in the middle. When they're kind of just in the apartment, just like mm-hmm. solving things, and I'm like, but that that beat down that, that beat down was dude, a that, fucking <laughs> brought it back up. I was like, dude, oh, that right, was here a we go, fucking brawl. That was a brawl, dude. Oh my goodness, that was amazing. Him literally punching. Um, Willem Dafoe in the face and just having him again. laughing and just, he just starts yeah. laughing and like just smiling at him and... well that's the thing too he's never fought anybody with his power level like one on one like obviously he fought Thanos which is way stronger than him but like someone who's like on par with his strength yeah, you know who yeah. can eat his punch mm-hmm. in general yeah I, I I forgot well I forgot um, Norman had that Sort like of power. Super, like super, I, like I also strength. forgot. So I was like, it. what the fuck is he do- How? <laughs> <laughs> Throwing him through the walls. Yeah, I was like, where was this? Um, I was also secretly hoping. I knew it was out of possibility, but I was just like, what if we also had a tie-in into, into the Spider-Verse? <laughs> like, well, I heard that's coming. I heard like he's... He, Tom Holland has said that he's been approached. Like, fucking... Miles <laughs> and Tom, that'd be crazy. Oh my god! Well, they're gonna bring Miles into the MCU eventually. Whenever Tom Holland doesn't want to do it anymore, that's when they'll introduce Miles, yeah, probably. Absolutely, in general. But yeah, well, uh, Electro did say. Uh, hope there's. I was a, hoping for. I was hoping for Black Spider-Man. Yeah, so gotta be it, someone it, out it, there that could be foreshadowing for bringing in Miles. Oh, it's definitely, especially when they had Childish Gambino <clears throat> um, playing Aaron Davis, the yeah. Prowler. Oh, yeah, that's supposed to be his dad, right? No, his uncle, the Prowler. Oh, mm Hmm. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, like, I, I loved, I know it was kind of a little bit of, like, member berries, but, like, yeah, I liked the member berries, so it was okay. Yeah. It was, like, 
fan service done well. Very well, Com- yeah. Much better compared keeping, to other. Keeping it the old intact while making new content that enhances those storylines. So it's yeah. definitely interesting. I also, I, I just like also the main premise of like Peter is trying to save the villains of the other series. Yeah, right. Because that's something Spider-Man would do. It's not so much. He's, he's like the best of them, you know, in, yeah. in the long run, you know. Mm-hmm. One funny thing that I'll mention right before we end it on this topic, rather, um, is that it's interesting how he has no memory and that all memory of him at all has been wiped, but like he still has, he can still get an apartment. Doesn't he need to have a credit score to get an apartment? Well, it was. Uh, Doesn't he need to have a social security card and like ID to get an apartment and go into GED courses? Well, I think it was just, no. I think it was just basically everyone forgot forgot who spider-man and peter parker i but think the, it was just like they but the thing is who, like he, like but the thing is though is that he, there was a whole book by flash by flash that was all about his life with peter what happens to that book also there's just, just fade but that's, a, <laughs> but that's that's okay <laughs> that's okay like alongside like the, the videos of mysterio and everything but then how does he still have like a credit score and like social security and like also, major plot holes right yeah. now? Also, no, I know. It's just interesting. It's I mean, like, you it can go questions. further of like, does Peter Parker, like does people forget Peter Parker or is Peter Parker erased from like history? existence? Yeah. That's the thing. It's just one of those things like, well, obviously they still remember Spider-Man. So his acts as Spider-Man still remain, yeah. you know, they just don't know who he is. But then it's like all the documentation that proves his existence. Like what happens to that? Like, how does that work? In general, because there's online videos like hundreds of millions of him as Peter Parker. It's just like it, it wasn't very there's, well. There, yeah, there's, it's things to explain in the future, obviously. But it's just like you know, the questions for the audience. You tell us what you guys think about that. Does Peter Parker still have a good credit score? Let us know. <laughs> you see, you see, the mistake is people always think time's a straight line. It's actually kind of like a big old timey wimey mess. <laughs> yes, it's convoluted as fuck. Get Doctor Who in here. <laughs> All right, so I have a few questions for you, Eric. Uh, since you're our guest, you're our, our uh, lovely and, uh, and, and beautiful oh, guest alive. here. Alive. That's yeah. a benefit. I am alive. <laughs> yes. I think. Um, so we were roommates in college. And um, and they were roommates. No. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Wow, what a downplay a relationship. Dude. Yeah, okay. right. We were God. roommates. We were platonic roommates who you stuck to your corner and I stuck to mine. I'm joking now. And that's all it ever (laughs) was. was. (laughs) (laughs) No, we have quite the history. Like, you know, we've seen some shit together and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we, we, all three of us have been, have gone to Western Connecticut State University. Shout out to Westcon. I guess. (laughs) Well, I guess that's an open invitation to my question is how, how could you describe your days at Westcon? How did you feel it was? Hey, I got the thing for you. Smoke weed every day. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not that's not to say a meme. That is that is genuine. And not just me. Anybody you meet in uh, any arts program anywhere, but yeah, Westcon too, uh, will be smoking weed, and that's how you get through your day. And uh, that's (laughs) like if I could sum it up, like honestly, I could sit here all day and describe a million different stories, a million different scenarios, and the people I've met, the people I, uh, the relationships I have now and don't have now, like that. Yeah, smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every whatever we're doing, we're smoking every day. It's true. 
<laughs> That's the curse of the arts for you. Well, here's a here's a question for you. Uh, we had a podcast, I think second episode, right? Yeah. And we were discussing our kind of musical experiences with going to school and stuff and whether it was worth it or not. Since you are also in the audio program. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? Like, do you think going to school was worth it for your music degree? And so I work in construction now. I do tile and terrazzo flooring. I won't get into the specifics of what terrazzo is, but it is a expensive type of flooring. Um, I do not really do music as my main thing anymore, but I still do it on the side. Um, yeah, definitely worth going to college. Honestly, like my, my town specifically, a lot of us went to college, but there is a lot of townies that just got a job right out of school and mm. kind of really haven't changed since high school versus I think all of us can agree that we are completely different people from like yeah. senior year of high school to now. Oh, like yeah. We are oh, yeah, dude. very, very <laughs> different people. But I know people that are exactly the same since high school and they're yeah. great people. They're, some of them are great people. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, some of them I still love, but aren't the greatest people. But um, it, yeah, it is definitely worth it. Um, maybe a music degree wasn't the best choice, but I do not regret my decision at all because I still met some great people. Hmm. Um, the amount of bands I played in in school, like not bands outside, but just like the ensembles we played in, I loved every second of it. Uh, the, again, the people I met, uh, the teachers, you'll always have your opinions on professors, but they you'll have the ones that hit ho- hit home and really like make you happy to be there. And um, the experiences of just uh, social um, interactions that you have there, like you just become a more sociable person. I think if you go to college and uh, just you're, you're with like-minded people all day, every day, your, your friends are like, are not just like you, but uh, in the same area and time of life as you. And you guys all kind of have the same interests, but have your defining features that make you the way you are and your different interests and whatnot. Um <clears throat> I think it was definitely worth it, especially going to West Con. It's not the most expensive school, so you're not going to be paying your entire life versus going to maybe like Fordham or Quinnipiac or something. Berkeley. Berkeley. <laughs> Berkeley. Juilliard, if you're graced by the gods. If you hate yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and, and you hate yourself and you have daddy's money. But, um, yeah. You're Asian. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey. You said it, not me. <laughs> But I, um, I was I was in the classical piano scene. I could say that I was there. <laughs> hey, they're they're monsters over there, man. Like, did I know? China, that's why I said it. China, China produces great musicians. And I know. That's not you cannot deny that. Yuji Wong is still like the coolest pianist I've ever seen. Like, damn. <laughs> but yeah, I, it was absolutely worth it. Again, there are some characters I can point out and be like, yeah, this guy sucked, or like not like musically, like as a person, like yeah, this person sucks, or whatever, this and that, but. You'll find that anywhere, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, but the amount of experiences I had, like the friend groups that like merged and detached, and all this and that, to like my final like group that I had in the last like two three years, and no, it was definitely worth it, man. I had a good time. I'm happy it's over. I missed some of it, but it for the things we did back there, it, it yeah we we, it, it we have some stories. Man. It couldn't last forever, and I'm happy it was an era in time, but I'm happy it's over. So you you think the memories were worth it for everything else, but like Absolutely. in terms of your actual like 
um, education, education and, and, and like degree and everything. Do you think you would have done things differently in that regard, knowing what you know now? Yes, but I don't know what I would go for. I think all the education that I got is still very much worth it. Like even in music, I loved learning music. There are a lot of things I didn't like. Um, but there are a lot of things I did like, and even the electives that we were forced to take as music majors, um, a lot of classes were good. Like I took the ancient and medieval history class. I fell in love with it. I have a fascination for history now because of it. Um, some of those classes you get that are like, oh, I shouldn't be having to take this. This is not, this doesn't pertain to my major at all. But then you actually end up liking it. And that's kind of one of the benefits to doing college and things like that like you you might find something that you, if you're not pursuing it you it's just it brings up a new hobby or just like an interest in your mind that you can read up on and that gives you a more well-rounded view of the world and that's always a good thing you should always have a you, you took uh view. you took a world music class right oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like that initially was kind of that what you're talking about of like getting into like the different cultures and how they uh, interpret music it was like oh this is really neat and then you know they made the baffling decision of deciding to spend three quarters of the course on ragas and indian scales and then saving the last class for and here's the entirety of east japan yeah. <laughs> and he's i don't we, i don't even think we got there i think we just really stuck with south america and africa we were only really in We those we got Japan areas. like at the very end. The last class. At least it's the last class. Yeah, they fucked us on And that. I was like, this is why <laughs> I wasn't in class with either of you guys for a while. I don't think so. I was with Ian and we just we we went an hour late because we were burning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I was sensing myself afterwards, but in your class. Um I oh I don't think so. No. Okay, because I was with class of him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else would. I don't think I've, I'm trying to. Then think I was of, in your class. I was in class with you, but me and Ian, like I said, me and Ian would burn and wait like an hour and fifteen minutes before we went to that class, and used to hate us. I remember him taking the world music class. I remember. Him, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we would be. We'd be in the door. <laughs> we, were we literally like ships in the night? We just like didn't know each other yet that well. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was in that class because I, I, I remember being there. Those scales were a nightmare. I hate it. It's like the rhythm. I'm just like, what? I don't. I can't compete. And ragas are so boring. Just doing those video assignments. Oh my god! The pinnacle pain. Welcome to Afro Wealth Radio. This is Afro Pop Radio. Sponsored by the that was the humanities. Yeah. Oh my god! On SoundCloud, dude. They were painful. Not they even were... SoundCloud. It was like some other like audio player that yeah. you couldn't scrub through it. No, you had to listen to the whole thing, dude. And you oh, had to make for like us. A... I think we were able to skip through. But dude, you had to make had. like a whole paper about it. It's like how do you f- every time? It's and like... Like, they say names, and I'm like. How do you spell that? <laughs> I remember having to listen to like five in a row. It was like one of the worst days of my life. Yeah, but this professor was <laughs> fairly lenient with his work. So we were able to. Because he knew it was nothing. No, our guy was ham. Is this snowing right now? Probably. It's possible. Because uh, I think that was a snowpaw that went by. 
And I know it's supposed to be snowing tonight. Sorry, I know the users from around the world are not probably not experiencing snow right now, but surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise. So, so winter, winter dream outside right now. The 4chan like subreddit is like so <laughs> tracking location. Where is it snowing? Yeah. Right now? It's recording. <laughs> they went to Western. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, you, you're you're yeah. You mentioned that you're not really like actively doing a lot of music like just on the side right now like what is your relationship to music now that you've been through all of the schooling and like was this is this something that you're burnt out on is this something that you have a new found a respect for is this something intimidating to you like how do you feel about that process slightly a little bit of everything like it's i don't want to say it's a disinterest but for me i I, it's just something I don't want to put that many hours in for something that no gain. Yeah. No gain. And like, I'm, I, I'm an artist. I draw and I do this and that. So like, I'll spend hours of like my time on a certain piece or something, but I don't know, just for music to learn all the intricacies of every area just is so much for me that I'd rather just not spend that much time doing and that's just me and um yeah but otherwise music for me is still like one of the most important things to me i think music is something that everybody should get into and it pains me to see when people don't have like specific taste like taste of music that they listen like art in general just that area in general of life because to have like a favorite painter or a favorite musician, or like a favorite, like just something in that realm, like forms your identity, like you're looking out more, and you're finding actually what you like, instead of listening to like classic rock your entire life, or not to shit on country, but kind of to shit on country, country, (laughs) pop country, we've done it, and everything, like I, I know that's a dead horse beaten day in and day out, but I don't know, like music to me is like a transformative thing, like listening to it, it could bring you to worlds. I've ex- definitely experienced like different things listening to different music and um, oh, oh, the misery. <laughs> but yeah, like listening to a little bit of everything from like um, TV soundtracks to video game soundtracks to act like. To soul, to jazz, to rock, to power metal, to electronic, I mean, to indie, like, it's... Uh, go ahead. I mean, I felt like, I mean, even though you're not, like, prioritizing music anymore, like, I feel like, at least from my end, being producer and, like, composer for, like, some indie films and stuff, like, I feel like it was really important to have a wide palette of, like, kind of have a taste of everything, so you can, like... Like, if need be, when I'm doing a score, it's like, all right, I understand. At least when someone's like, I want it to be like blank, I can like have an understanding already of like what that is. Absolutely, I agree. I think it's, I think it's awesome that they they versed us in music theory and like different uh scientific factors of music and having that base knowledge alongside the audio, which your concentration and everything makes our arsenal just that much larger than the average person's, you know? 
And um, I think it's, you know, a, a big benefit to have more things in your toolbox, you know, than that's, that keeps you um, outside the box of everybody else, you know, in that regard. Yeah, like any of us can hop on a piano and like work something out. That That's like mm-hmm. one of the beauties of it. Like I we did learn those tools that like the normal person can't or the normal guy that just plays guitar casually. We can sit down, listen to a song, hear the key, eventually figure it out in our ears. Play and blues in all 12 keys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there I've, was about three days in my life where I was able to do that. I know. <laughs> it was the three days bear. before the barrier. Yeah, right? yeah, what, was, what was your barrier experience? Because we talked about it on this podcast and how we were just like, Ugh! <laughs> and I'm laughing for the wrong like when very easy very very easy so I did all my other shit I played my so I for jazz I played my solo I played uh whatever the hell I did my song on piano I did without a song and um when they asked <clears throat> well I guess I shouldn't say names um one of our professors asked me all right, what key you want to play the blues in? So I obviously say, how about F? Because <laughs> this song was originally an F. And he was like, all right, go ahead. And the other professor sitting in, there were two other professors sitting in for the, the jazz ones. And I'm sure you can guess who the other one I'm talking about is, was sitting there staring off with these wide eyes Obviously pissed that I picked F. What was he going to do? You guys gave me the option to do it, so I, I can't believe F. they gave you the option, dude. I mean, mine was because uh, I did the classical be- piano performance, right? Mm-hmm. And for that, it was like you have to learn all, all the keys, major, minor, sort of thing, four octave scales, all the arpeggios, four octave scale, like four octaves, yeah, and then like your pieces and stuff. And I did scales; they like just called random ones out, and then the. Uh, the studio final professor, our boy, uh, was like, "All right, um, do you guys want to hear any arpeggios?" And I was like, um, eh. <laughs> "Yeah." He he popped a cold one and I was like, "How about you hear me crack this beer instead?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we just skipped it. We just like bypassed. I was like, "Okay." No arpeggios for me then. <laughs> cool. Like people hyped it up so much, and then you get mean, in there. And it was like, nerve wracking. Let's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. If you failed, you were GG's. Good well, game. You you got another chance. You would get another chance. Yeah, but One. still, but still. And if they really liked you, you would get a second. You would get a third chance. Our friend Porchy wasn't that lucky. Yeah, but he passed eventually. Got kneecapped outside. <laughs> no you're not into school anymore <laughs> oh my god it's true so what did he become a minor in music then or the infamous ba i think oh oh that that's what i meant BA, well that yeah. was like our other my my uh person who was in the uh, world music class that was also one of my roommates Oh yeah! Oh yeah! The one that would sleep for hours. Well, that's because he was up until four. Yeah, but he's a good guy, so (laughs) Uh, I can't. Yeah, no, not even. But like, that's 
Yeah, it was intense. I mean, obviously, like I mentioned in that episode, like I did not pass my performance section, the skill section that yeah, you're talking you were, about. You were sick, so you I had, was you had sick. a valid excuse, and they're fucked for not like taking that into consideration. I was, I did have a sinus infection, and I it, that did make me extremely nervous to go in there mm-hmm. <laughs> with a sinus infection and be like, "All right, this is the most important test of my life," and I'm like, I'm just like not a hundred percent. Yeah, that but, was nerve wracking. Yeah, dude, it was definitely a scary thing. Um. Luckily, we all passed in the end, you know. We all passed, and that, I, uh, that was the best feeling in the world coming out of there, knowing, like, I passed. Like, I, there was no way I didn't. I literally panicked feeling. so much that I, like, because I, I, when you perform on the piano, it was like you're in the concert hall, right? Oh, you guys did it in the concert hall? Yeah. That's intimidating. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like the panel, just sitting in a bunch of tables, yeah. Oh. Yeah, dude, I just sing in the concert hall. I was stressed. And yeah, we, we did it in the green room. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I had my uh, car keys and wallet in my pockets, and I, like, took them out for the performance, and, like, I left without them. Because <laughs> I was, like, so, I was, like, so, like, I need to get out of here, and... What the hell? He's doing something over there, Hello, man. Baby, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that little cameo from Baby Co. Yeah, he's, so he's got cute. a show for the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Two special guests today. I know. You don't have rubber bands because then you eat them, and that's not good for you. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and no, and uh, the piano professor comes out and he's like, "So, did you want to leave?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, "I'm sorry, but not really." <laughs> it's oh like, "Oh my god, oh my god, dude, that's too funny." Dude, right. the, oh, go ahead. no, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the worst. Um, I'll say his name. Vincent Herring. Famous, oh, famous, <laughs> famous jazz musician. Uh, he's he's a public. He's he's not. Okay, it's, yeah. He's well-known jazz musician. Um, came to sit in on <laughs> some of the combos one year Oof. and told them, consider education <sighs> to a bunch of jazz performance majors and... My God. Wow. Also, we can... I don't know if you want to keep this in. We can blur that out if you want to. <laughs> but, yeah, it was very, very wild. Wow. That's... Like, I was not in there, but I heard from many, many people. I mean, that's what you got to expect in the industry. So, like, if you're willing to... If you want to get into this thing, you got to deal with some people thinking that you're going to be trash, dude. And that's just the way it is. So, like, you don't have to agree with them. But you got to eat it like a man or a woman. Especially jazz, man. Jazz is very, very cutthroat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Jazz. Jazz. Yeah, fuck jazz. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love jazz, but fuck jazz. Two of our friends are very upset with you right now. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, they can eat my dick. They're fine. Okay. (laughs) Shots fired on the imposter syndrome. They know who they are. (laughs) Um... I was gonna say, like, I feel like jazz has a bigger problem than classical music, where it's like there's a lot of like wannabe people of like they. I remember distinctly there was this person in my high school who's going into jazz, and he's like, there's like auditions for certain like regional stuff, and he's like, well, I can just kind of like make it up, right? Because like jazz, like improv, and he's just like, no. You have to like. There's a form to it, bro. You got to do like the what's written. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but you know, like it's jazz. So can I just like, you know, no, and I'm like, no, <laughs> you stupid idiot. That's not how. 
that's not how jazz works. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck you, jazz. Yeah. We say previously listened to the Juices of Kaizen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Speaking of um, jazz, Eric, what is your favorite Dragon Ball fight? Oh, we're. Oh, that's why I forgot the down. I forgot the down the drip theme. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> How did it take you that long to know what that was? Do uh, I need a picture I of was, the drip Goku in here for you? I, I, <laughs> I zoned out thinking of my favorite fight for a moment. Um, it might be Gohan herself. Okay, okay. Just because that that moment is so iconic, like, iconic, and for me, that could have been where Dragon Ball ended. That could have been where, to be that, where Dragon Ball ended. That could have been where the entirety of like that property ended, and I would have been happy with it, dude. That's where it was supposed to end. Yeah, after the Cell Saga. So, um, that's fair. That's where Gohan. I, I just did a whole breakdown of Gohan our last episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about that and everything. So, what is your favorite fight? Me? Because I wanted to hear this earlier and you wouldn't tell me. I would not tell you, no. Um, bro, for me, it's got to be the Mosh and Vegeta versus Goku fight. That's a good pick. Dude. <clears throat> That's a damn that, good pick. Dude, that fight was gnarly, man. Like, having Vegeta wait seven years to fight this man and, like, be willing literally to do anything to get especially he's like after the soul saga when like his warrior spirit broke because goku was dead he was surpassed by a nine-year-old he didn't have a lot going for him yeah <laughs> you know and he goes, i lost to a boy <laughs> you know <laughs> like before yeah. oh my God. um so the fact that you know goku's back for like one day and he's like yo i'm not missing this opportunity to, to spank that ass dude <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> <laughs> said, Come here, Goku K- Kakarot. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Get your ass punked right now. Because he killed like he killed mad people to he provoke killed, him. like an eighth or a fourth of an entire stadium of people. Twice, just, just a point. <laughs> yeah, just a prove point. Just a prove point. So he was really about that life. So just to see that whole fight and like the fact that Goku was down and was just all about saying pride, I was really about that fight. I love it so much. And then the sacrifice at the end obviously makes it even better. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. Michael? You know, I don't think you have. No, thing. I got, I got to switch it up a little bit. You fan of JoJo? Oh, now you're talking my language. All right, <laughs> all right, you're talking my language. All right, fuck, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Okay, wait. We're, we're, this is my um, my resignation. <laughs> From the Imposter Syndrome podcast. Yeah, you we, did a quiz last episode. Don't worry about it. Eric will uh, be taking my place from the future. Get this right. We do a quiz thing. I got soft and wet. Which one do you think he gets? Hard and dry. The world. <laughs> Dios. Oh, oh, I, I, I don't know what the fuck. You're talking about. <laughs> God, fuck it, you were a JoJo fan. <laughs> soft and wet. Which one is part that? eight? Oh, dude, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm an anime guy. Oh, it's okay, fine. I haven't seen I'm yeah, sorry. No. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. It's cool, but, like, you got the world. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, you're, he's unbeatable. <laughs> I was just like, how? <laughs> you know how I do, man. Okay, so I got a two-parter for you, right? <laughs> favorite stand, favorite fight. Oh, favorite stand? Um, that's a hard one. It might be Jolene's. I think Stone Free. I think Stone Free is pretty damn cool. I 
I could probably pick a different one. I just, that's the one, like, right at the top of my head. But best fight, Wamu versus Joseph. Hands down. That's a good one. Part two is my favorite part. That's just, a good part. Just ahead of part four. Part four is my second that's favorite. That's awesome. By a long shot. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but, yeah, Wamu versus Joseph, best fight. That's really But good. I'd love to hear yours. Oof. In terms of stands, I'm torn between... Killer Queen, because mm. Killer Queen oh, is oh. so good. <laughs> I'm a free ugly. Oh shit! <laughs> um, I also just like it for stupidity. I love Notorious Big. <laughs> Which one is that? Part five is the blob that's on the plane. Oh, I vaguely remember. And they don't defeat it because <laughs> it's too broken. <laughs> there's so many stands that it, it gets hard for me to like. Yeah, I got you. All of them. In terms of best fight, though, you picked a really good one. You could pick that one too if you. I know, but I don't. I'm okay with it. I know. I I liked um, Metallica versus King Crimson. That was really cool. When it's the uh, part five, the boss versus uh, Risotto Nero, the assassin. When he's got like the razor blades coming out of his mouth and stuff. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yep. That one. Sorry, a, yeah, yeah. Trying to recall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then also the final fight with uh, Kira in Part Four. Yeah, they're in the house. That was a pretty cool one. Oh, it's so good because it's just literally like cat and mouse game of just bubbles that explode yeah. in the house, <laughs> and it's like the following in him. It's like, <laughs> what is what is your favorite part of JoJo? Like, which which part is your favorite? Um, so I told you mine. Part two is your favorite, yeah. Part two and then part four. Hmm. I like... I, I might switch that around. I might do part four as my favorite and then part two. Mm. That's a, Those are good picks. I I like also, I like I have a special place in my heart for part three and part five because like some of the battles within each of those parts are really cool. But like in terms of like actual whole story. Yeah. Four is probably the best. Four is just like the most like concise and like actually feels like a planned story. Yeah, to me at least, like it's a whole like murder mystery. No one's story. too broken in that part. Yeah, <laughs> like Killer Ke- uh, Killer Queen's like the most OP I think in that one. Besides like Jotaro, probably uh, or um, Superfly. <laughs> Which one, Superfly? The Tower. <laughs> Jay's also, like, what the fuck? Yeah, the radio tower is one of the villains of the what party. The fuck? Also, that's just, let's just I don't acknowledge expect anything the less. fucking alien that just oh, yeah. existed just to exist. <laughs> we got ghosts and aliens and like mutants, mutants and power, <laughs> like supernatural abilities. And, Oh my god, it's so stupid, but I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Also, JoJo has some of the best openers of any show. Oh yeah. Oh, Ooh, the opening for Part Four had really good. There's three of them. Like Great Days. Great Days is probably one of my favorites. Also, I think my favorite thing with JoJo as a series, I love that they always have a different opening for the final part. Where it's always like the villain's power intervenes. Yeah, and it's like yeah, like yeah. part three had Dio's time stop. Oh, that was oh so that, good. That literally like sh- 
because I, I didn't know what was going to happen the first time. So it's like, the world, the world, and yeah, you're like, he, what? He walks by him really slowly. Yeah, and you're like, what is happening? What is <laughs> oh, so, so good. You guys are really sweaty for JoJo right Dude, now. Dude, I'm telling you, watch JoJo. I, I, I've been preaching to him. I'm like the fucking Jehovah Witness of JoJo. I'm happy I'm not He's the been only... coming to my door for years. I'm like, hello, sir. Um, Have you heard the good news of JoJo? <laughs> I'm happy I'm not the uh, only one because JoJo's worth it. Yari Yari to say. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, speaking of JoJo, really quickly, have you seen or read? The, oh my god. Uh, oh my it? god. No, not again. <laughs> Are they hentai? Or? One, one of them is. No, no, no other. No, regardless, but. No, <laughs> but he's like, but if it is, I'm checking it one, out. Okay, I'm briefly like one of them is called um, Crazy Diamonds, Demo- Crazy Diamonds, Demonic Heartbreak, right? And it is a like partnership manga with Josuke from Part Four and Whole Horse from Part Three. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Whole Horse. Yeah, he's literally like he goes to Japan because like apparently like. There was another bird that was similar to the pet shop. And it's like, well, let's go find it. <laughs> what is it? Dynamic heartbreak? Yeah. Uh, demonic heartbreak. Oh, demonic. Sorry. Crazy Diamond's also a really good stand, too. I almost picked that as my yeah. favorite. I really like Crazy Diamond. Co, I swear to God. I mean, if I'm going to be cheap, <laughs> if I'm going to be cliche, it's definitely Star Platinum. Oh, yeah. That's easy. Star, yeah, that's that's way too easy. Yeah. So there's that. There's only one shot they're out so far. And then the other one is like Fujiko's Bizarrely Worldly Wisdom or whatever. And it's it takes place during part six, right? How could I guess that? How could you guess? <laughs> and there's like an artist within the prison stuff. And like she has a stand called Bad Romance. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she like, like uh, Jolene compliments her. And like she falls in love with Jolie and starts drawing hentai of her, and whatever happens in like with her feelings towards that person she's drawing happens to the actual person. So like, <laughs> it like escalates. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so funny because like she starts drawing uh, Jolene as like an angel, and then Poochie starts catching wind. And it's like, wait, hang on. If you start drawing like characteristics of these people in the manga and it becomes real if you draw them as a godlike being do they become a godlike being yeah <laughs> and it's like okay we need to stop this <laughs> go uh, to the go to the colored picture right next to it yeah that's the cover <laughs> oh, i've seen that cover before yeah, yeah it's been go it's been hotly contested in the joe little king because like what is this what is this dirty hentai doing in my jojo and it's like do you remember that part where um uh, Abdul was butt slamming uh, Joseph. <laughs> oh no! Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> oh uh, my god! I dude. feel the cringe coming from Jake right now. He's like, "What have we done?" Oh my god! You would love it. You would love it. Yeah. You gotta watch it in uh, obviously subs though, because oh yeah, I, don't watch it. Don't. The jokes don't fly in English. Yeah, I'm gonna punch that spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm having, I'm having a hard time coping right now with this conversation. <laughs> but I, I think, um, I think that's a good place to end the cursed energy. I want to congratulate our guest here because 
you are now the longest running podcast. Let's go. It's been a pleasure. Special thanks to our boy Eric for coming on the Imposter Syndrome podcast. We we do appreciate your presence and your energy and, you know, dedicating your time to us today. So we do appreciate that. And I appreciate you lovely gentlemen inviting me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great having you on. And we like to also thank our wonderful fans who have listened to season one in its entirety and, and stuck by us and has continuously pushing us forward and, you know, and motivating us to keep going and growing. We love you guys. And, um, I'm Jake. I am Michael. And I'm Eric. This is the Imposter Syndrome Podcast, season one finale. We'll see you for season two. Yeah. Peace. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.